up, everybody, and welcome to Two Devs and a Dude podcast, sponsored by Wraith Games. I guess I'm legally obligated to say that. I don't know. So, uh, if you haven't noticed, I, Grant McClure, am starting this, the dude of this line, lovely and fine establishment. Uh, just to tell you and let you know that Jay is at PAX. Well, the PAX team is at PAX. So, that's why Jay is not hosting. I'm hosting alongside Cajun. Howdy! And we are also joined with Glenn, or Glenn Ty, or whatever he wants to go by. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. We'll edit it in post very poorly. Also, very hi, poor everyone. Course. How's it going? And uh, last but not least, the lovely and great Steve Dorgan. That's me. I did it. I did it. It was me. He's made it. You, you He's made it, thing. everyone. An attempt was made. Congration. Yes. So, um, if this is the first time joining and listening in on this episode, this is a bi-monthly episode. The we usually start. The, we usually do with the start the month episodes with a lovely and beautiful news episode, followed by a game we discuss. And I believe that we have picked a game out. I think Cage and I have agreed, and I guess Jay is just going to have to be a slave to that agreement. A- agreed, Cage. Right. Hello Kitty Adventure yeah. Island. Let's go. <laughs> oh, I've already played that one. Hannah Montana, oh, okay. um, PlayStation 2 game. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Isn't there a lovely... <laughs> I know there's a Hannah Montana game on the PS3 that is a very easy platinum. I'm not speaking of experience because I'm not a platinum whore, but I do know it exists. <laughs> oh, oh, I was just talking about the time that someone fooled the... Uh, on 4chan fooled the entire internet that... This Hannah Montana thing leads you. No, what was it? Uh, what console was it? Was it like the the Wii? It was a Wii. He, he got people to buy this stupid game, thinking they can uh, hack the Wii or something like that. Uh, that game. The way to hack the Wii is you have to buy the Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess because it was built on Linux, and there is a back doorway that allows you to jailbreak your Wii. Whoa. Ooh. You're serious? Yeah, you didn't know that? Trivia. No, I didn't. I didn't. That's badass. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't know. Yeah. that's. I had a jailbroke Wii for a long time. It's a good thing it's a, uh old console that doesn't have any more games coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like we're morally obligated to say, hey, don't pirate shit. No. But at the same time, uh... It's a morally gray area, which would actually make a good topic at some point. But it is not on this episode. That is a just, fair just point. My sense. I think it's okay to do it once the game stops. stops. Yep, and there's his mic. He cut out. <laughs> longer. Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement with that. Just the, 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 the short and sweet part about it is that if a game is either overly expensive... Uh, to purchase, and you have the ability, if you don't have the ability to buy that game, or, yeah, yeah, mainly if you don't have that ability to buy the game, and you want to play it, and you're not going to sell it, and you just want to play it for pleasure, or to, ch- to check it out, to get an opinion on it, I'm okay with it. I mean, I, I figure if no one's being hurt by it, then who cares? Yeah, yeah. That's That's like the main thing. Yeah, in agreement with that. Yeah, uh, it, unlike you know the people, lovely PC pirates who pirate, pirate brand new AAA and, and indie games. No, that's that's great. Yeah, yeah that's... I don't I don't vibe with that. No, neither do I. But... There's a time I ended up getting a popular band's album months before it released. 
Uh, and someone was like, oh, that's illegal. I'm like, dude, I already pre-ordered this. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, there is that loophole with if you do download or emulate games that if you own the game, it's perfectly fine. If you bought the game and you own it, it's perfectly fine to emulate. And what's weird is that's becoming a gray area because people are now arguing that the format is also a key important factor in that decision. So even if you own the game, that doesn't necessarily mean you have the right to play it on any single format ever, just the one that it was presented to you in. I guess since digital distribution is so big, like Nintendo's going and they're doing their retro consoles and stuff like that, I guess. I guess that's that's your your what you're talking about, correct? Yep. Okay. Well, I think wasn't the right, one example. For that, like if you uh, like if you had the physical copy, you can make a backup of it to your own system. Is where that idea came from, and some people just kind of went, "Well, I have it sitting there. I don't have the hardware to back it up myself." But oh, look, I found the wrong one. I'll download that. That'll count. So I think I think that's kind of where that argument started. Yeah, yeah. Or started to split at least. No, it makes sense. The only thing I can think of is like when you say that it matters with what you know. Each game had a different character. Like, was it Soul Calibur three or whatever? And so if you pirate the game with Link on GameCube, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, uh, okay, so you're basically referencing like uh, v- different platforms. So if it's one game with a different variation, then if you pirated it on one platform. So I-, I-, I get where your mind is, but I'm not fully wrapping my head around it. Like, like okay, so it was released on three different platforms, but each game was different in a certain way because it had different characters in each game. Yeah, so yeah. It-, it was just kind of like... That would be the only thing that I would think that it would matter, I guess, if somebody pirated it. Yeah, but where Glenn's get what Glenn's getting at is, um, I just realized that I just kind of introduced you all, but never gave the background thing. So I don't know if you're okay with that. If you want to introduce yourselves again, or we can just do it at the end. Um, uh, we'll just do it at the end. How about that? Sounds like a plan. Yeah, that's better. Did not disrupt the flow. I'm not new with this hosting thing. It's just I host differently than. Say Jay. <laughs> well, there's also me, Captain ADHD, that can also accidentally lead a conversation. So my bad. <laughs> oh, it's all good. I'm right there with you, flying by the seat of your back. I'm I'm actually in good form because we're not recording at midnight or one in the morning. So I get you. I get you. Why yeah. is that? I wonder. Hmm. Hmm. There's. A I'm going to blame. Here. You know, I honestly think it's just the lack of vitamin D in our modern society. It's just uh, something just on the tip of my tongue. It's the judge, ja, 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 hmm, ja, ja. Oh, vitamin J. Yeah, I, I also understand that one. Um, yeah. It's also known as the I don't know. I, I I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. We love you, Jay. Yeah. You're defenseless though, so we're gonna use it to our advantage. Yeah, might as well make fun of the man who's not here that has no no way to defend himself. See, it's, I was trying to come up with a new Joshua vitamin. But... Right with a con crud, though, like he started feeling bad already before they even left PAX. Yeah, yeah, it was instant. He like his immune system. I'm absolutely positive is shot from all the events that he already does. Well, being on crunch uh, probably doesn't help. Yeah. Sleep deprivation doesn't he help. He slept what like twelve hours. But he's made of stress, so I'm sure that doesn't help either. Yeah. Yeah. He he he's gonna hit Winston Churchill levels of blood pressure. I swear to God. <laughs> I hope not. For <laughs> okay. 
if, if no one gets okay, human blood pressure is usually like what seventy over ninety one twenty something like that. Something very low. Winston Churchill died. It was like some one eighty over three hundred. Okay, the man was literally about what to pop like a grape. Yes, the man was literally about to pop like a grape. Goodness gracious! It sounds like um like the whole uh what what's uh, I can't even remember his name the uh, the dude who did the radio thing about War of the War of the Worlds that actor guy H G Wells yeah H G Wells he just ate his ate his fat ass to death no that's Orson Welles Orson Welles, Orson Welles not eight yeah Orson Welles yeah didn't he super bad. that's also something you can probably find on the internet just my brain was just just not there at the moment okay. We can ramble on, or we can get into the news. I will let you all make that decision. <laughs> if you keep rambling on, I'm going to make some ramble. really appropriate jokes. Uh, we can, we'll ramble. We'll, okay, let's give... Let's Why give, not both? We'll give it a little bit more of ramble. I, I'm a big fan of ramble. So, okay. Um, <laughs> all right, never well, mind. Let's get into the news, shall we? Who wants to go first? I'll go first, because... Um, I've got it up in front of me. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're already diverging from the PG of this episode. Lordy, lordy. Okay, so in the news today, the my biggest news is that uh, Spyro the Dragon remaster is... Well, it's, it's less of a remaster. It's more of a remake because they're building it from the ground up. Uh, it'll be out in September. It was just announced this past week. And it uh, just blew my mind because I love the Crash Bandicoot remake and everything about this looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I'm, I, I like his art, the art style. I like the way Spyro looks. It's like a mixture between his, um, it's like a newer variation of his original, but also a, a kind of a, a mixture between his Skylanders version, just not as so angry and mean. Mean looking? Oh, have you not seen um, the Skylander version of Spyro? Yeah, he's got like this squished little face. I watched a couple episodes of the Skylander uh, Academy, and I was like, I can't look at him for more than a few seconds. <laughs> he looks like a pissed off gecko with horns. Yeah, yeah, he looks, yeah, he he looks angry and stuff. But that's Spyro, because basically, you know, the Skylanders was you know a, a variation, like a spinoff of the Spyro. I just looked up a, a, a pictures, and there's a lovely, good thumbnail that a, a YouTube video thumbnail of him just not cross-eyed, but just the other way, like it's just. Pointing far off directions, yeah, derpy. It's a derp Spyro, and it, it looks very funny. It's a good chuckle. Like he's like voiced Disney World eyes with just both going out. Yeah, both going the, the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. So like he's voiced by Jace, or uh, sorry, Justin Long in the series, and it it just it sounds weird coming out of his face because it sounds like he can't talk like that. He's like he should have a Cartman voice because his face is so scrunched up. <laughs> but instead it's like this really kind of you know it's justin long which is you know um not who i would imagine for spyro if for ever ever right who voiced him originally who was the original voice oh lord because i know in the second and third one it's the guy who does yeah, the voice of um spongebob and that's who is going back and re-recording yeah. all the lines in the first. Tom movie. Kenny. Yes. Yeah. He did the voice in the second one and third. You're right. And You're right. Yeah. Because it was just some dude in the first one. Yeah. And he's going to do the lines in the first one, second one, third one in this remaster. 
it's really it's really sad because Spyro's been tossed around more so than I I think than uh, Crash Bandicoot because um, like there was a point where Elijah Wood voiced him. What I think it wasn't the third one for a little bit. No, it was uh, it was it was one of the the remakes where they completely rebooted the series and brought in the female um, like counterpart. Ripto's Rage or no? No, no this was this no, was, was after. Was... I'm looking. Um... Oh, I just watched a video about this. The timeline, the theory of how it all fits together. Dad, um, it. I think it's one of the. Is it one of the Skylanders ones? No. It was like right before Skylanders I, came out. I, I'm trying to look. I it literally up. just watched this last month. That's yeah. Ripto's Rage is the second one. Then Spyro: Year of the Dragon is the third one. And I'm trying to look at the re-release, the remastered. Did they do one on the PS2? I thought. Yeah, that was like this is this was after the Insomniac years. This was Insomniac had released the IP to. Uh, get sold to Activision or whatever, and or not Activision. I don't know, but and then they moved on to do Ratchet and Clank, and then so all hell break broke loose with Spyro. There, there are um, God. There's so many. Holy crap! Uh, yeah, so I told you, have, you. Like he really got tossed around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the the original trilogy, <laughs> but you have um, you basically yeah, Year of the Dragon, which is the third one, I guess. Right, Spyro. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you have uh, Spyro season season of the Ice on the Game Boy Advance. That was two thousand one. Uh, Spyro two season of the Flame two thousand two. <laughs> Um, that's also for Game Boy Advance. Then you had Enter the Dragonfly on the PS2. Then you had another Game Boy Advance game. Then you had a we Spyro. We speak of the Crash crossover. Yeah, the Crash and Spyro crossover on the Game Boy Advance. It was like the purple and orange uh, game or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It says Crash Bandicoot Purple, Ripto's Rage, and Spyro Orange, the Cortex Conspiracy. <laughs> What? Uh, then you have, yeah, Spyro's The Hero's Tale, Dragon Shadow Legacy on the DS, then another DS game, A New Beginning, then you had uh, The Eternal Night that was on the PS... Eternal Night was the one, I think, with Elijah Wood. No, it was, yeah, PS2, and, um, yeah, I don't, I don't... I'm not looking to see who in the, deta- the, the actual details. And then you had, uh, yeah, then the, the PS3 game, which I didn't even know there was that many Spyros. I guess I fell off after the original trilogy. I think there's also a Game Boy Advance game. Yeah, there's a lot of Game Boy Advance games. I know one of my friends actually made music for at least one of them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was really cool to find out. He's super talented. I like him. <laughs> You're super talented and successful. Congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. <sighs> <sighs> but uh, back back to the back to the remake. It's uh, it'll be coming out both si- uh, simultaneously on PS4 and Xbox, and then it'll probably come out on the switch uh later but uh, i think it'll be pretty faithful except for maybe some tweaks to the controls that's that's any game like nowadays like that that's when um didn't they remake resident evil like one and for the the ps4 and xbox uh they remade it for gamecube yeah 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 but it still had tank controls similar i think i believe oh did it i think so i never played it ah i didn't mute that and you probably heard a beep you all did didn't you Yep. Boop. Yep. Let me mute. Are we all kind of hearing eating cheese? I'm okay. Yeah. Let me mute that server. I want cheese. That's cool. <laughs> Got a little baby belly, y'all. Okay. So, um, yeah. Um, 
Uh, what was it? There's yeah, one of the Resident Evil games that they came out. They they did the remake of them. I believe it was Resident Evil Zero and uh the first one. I think I think they was it was called Resident Evil Re Remake or that's what everyone was calling it because it was yeah. a remake of the remake, the one for GameCube, and they brought it to the Xbox One and PS4. And it had still had it had tank controls, but they changed it also. Like you could play it with tank controls if you wanted to, but you didn't have to because tank controls are dated. A lot of those platform games, like even Crash, they changed the way it played a little bit to be a little more fluid and a little easier and not as wonky. Yeah, there was there's some tweaks. Yeah, I, I didn't play it. I mean, I'm excited. Like, that's cool. Spyro, I'm not a huge fan of Spyro. I wasn't a huge fan of 3D platformers. When I think of the PlayStation era, and in that era, I just played nothing but JRPGs. That's all I ever... That's all I played. What was your favorite one from that era? Well, um, there was three main ones. So you have, you know, for me, it was Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. And the older I get, the more I actually like Final Fantasy 8. 8 <laughs> is my all-time jam. So Dude, thank you. I'm just saying. I like, like the, validated. I like, over, I like 9 over 8 myself, but I also understand that 8 is pretty good on its own. Yeah, as, as, like, as time has gotten... You know, as I've gotten older and time is like, I'm just like the mechanic of it is super cool, but it is also super broken. Yeah. I feel like it's coming, it's coming back and stuff. Like it got a bad rap. People are starting to be like, Hey, eight, eight is good. They're all good. They're all great. And unfortunately this would be a great segue to our main, the main topic we have laid out, but we're not going to get there just yet. Yeah. We need a little bit more time to get there. (laughs) Well, okay. Well, as long as we're in, uh, Japan land, JRPGs, uh, you mentioned those are the three main ones for you, but have you ever tried breath of fire three and legend of mana? I played Legend of Mana. I have never played Breath of Fire. I know oh, I have a friend of mine who loves Breath of Fire. Like he like but he started with on the Super Nintendo Breath of Fire. And I know there's one Breath of Fire game that I Back never got to play. City. That I've never got to play that was on the PS2 that got a terrible and bad rap that I always wanted to play. Oh, Dragon Quarter. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because when you die you have to start over from the beginning every time correct yeah that one was it was a bit of a mess um but it was an interesting concept it, nobody was it doing was that very interesting it. concept and yes now, i 100 percent agree with that and now i do think it's a really it. cool so, idea i don't think breath of fire yeah breath of fire was a good fit for basically the forefather the grandfather the roguelike yeah so so it's a roguelike jrpg kind of i can lot. see that being very very tedious I was going to say, it's got a little more complexity to explain than that, but yeah. Yeah, like you we played, what, two main characters, and you basically, you went through, and then you would level up, you would keep all your levels, your experience, items you would get, but if you died, you had to start from that beginning point, and then work your way through again. Yeah. I believe so. <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I read in the article, like, years ago, and I just remember that stuck out to me, and they always had it on the shelf at Walmart, and I was like, I kind of want to get you, but I didn't have... My own income because I was a child and I'm an old ass man. <laughs> well, you didn't have a job when you were six or seven or eight yeah, or nine? Yeah, no. I mean, this is America. We don't have sweatshops. Speak for yourself. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, we I do, wasn't but like, there's no know, child professionally labor. paid. But every weekend, I had to scrub my in detail out of my dad's car. You know, I was helping like mow the, I wasn't mowing the lawn until I was like a teenager, but. Uh, 
I definitely had stuff I had to do. I well, definitely got sweaty doing it. Yeah, no, I had stuff to do. Just my parents weren't very um, affluent. They just didn't have a lot of money. So the only time we ever really got money was either like a grandparents would give us like five or six bucks or something for a action figure at Walmart or our birthdays. So I would Makes have sense. so I would have to hoard my money, like my birthday money, to buy games that I wanted. I was like Ed from Ed Ed and Eddie, or no, I was Eddie from Ed Ed and Eddie, and I always had schemes. So it was always like a lemonade stand <laughs> or selling like greeting. cards cards that i printed off of the home computer or you know trinkets that i made with my buddies i made bank i tried to eliminate the stand one time and there literally no one drove down the street in the neighborhood (laughs) for like the three hours i was outside god damn (laughs) it was also a busy neighborhood it was also the dead of winter and uh (laughs) it was was 30 30 degrees outside and uh yeah, people well, just... it was also like, you know, before everyone got off work and like that, there weren't a lot of other kids on the street. There were a couple, but there weren't a lot. And like, it was literally just like the bad time of day and the bad time of week. Everyone was out doing stuff except for me. I was just out, sat outside, blazing sun, middle of July, going, where is everybody? This isn't like Leave it to Beaver where you can just sell it to, as a quarter to everybody and get $15 by the end of the day. <laughs> Little me was an idiot. You're just like <laughs> Cat Williams, and and you're just like every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm. Yeah. <laughs> In my opinion, like to get back on topic a little bit, and just <laughs> I missed I missed the whole 3D platform era. Other than you know playing Mario and stuff on the 64, due to friends having <laughs> a 64. Because mm-hmm. of um, I was playing JRPGs or I was playing Digimon World because that game. There, uh, I, I played a few. I played Banjo Kazooie. I played some Mario sixty four. I didn't actually own that one myself. But Spyro is one of those that is in that caliber that you should really go play. You should give it a chance, at least as original Spyro, because it, you know I I can't really attest to how well the original PlayStation 1 controller holds up these days. I mean, I tried to go back and play one of my favorite racing games, uh, Motor Racer, and Jesus, no, it, it plays like crap. But The, the greatest you know, PlayStation, or racing game on the PlayStation was Jet Moto. So oh I my god. I did not have that one. I did not have an allowance, so I just played what my parents bought, okay? Because my dad played with me. But um, the exploration, the backstory, it's, I mean, maybe today it obviously would look dated, but it was a good, solid game for the day. And it was original. You know, I'd, I'd say it's worth checking out even today just I mean, to go try it and haven't yeah. played it once. You know, no, I, I played a lot of Crash. I did play a lot of Crash. I mean, I, I had all three of them because when they became greatest hits. So I did have Crash mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. I had all of them. They were actually very difficult. I remember finally getting past the first level in Crash 1 with the, the Tiki dude who swung around in circles like years after I ever owned the game. I mean, they were difficult games, especially for a, a young mm-hmm. child. So when when I first got my PS One, well, it was like like real my real my first real console. Uh, I had we got um, what was it Crash Bandicoot, Frogger, uh, Jet Moto, and Spyro the Dragon, and that was what we had for like two or three years before we got any other games. That Frogger game sucks. <laughs> yeah i mean i got real frustrated as like a very ill-tempered six-year-old so yeah it's straight up <laughs> bullshit that game is it, it just the difficulty you're like this is this is absurd 
the the is it so, like majorly different than the arcade Frogger, or is it just Frogger as a whole? Oh yeah, this is three D Frogger. Yeah. Oh Jesus, that sounds was, like such a bad idea. Like the the I, I can remember vividly fuming at this one level where you slide down this icy slope, and I kept angry just thinking about it. Didn't it have a wonky camera? I believe, like if I remember. Yeah. It had like no, a, I mean, like it had to. Yeah, it had like a really wonky camera because it wasn't straight up and down. Like you could rotate the camera everywhere, so you would be trying to dodge, and you're like, "All right, I'm going to time it this way," and then you get hit, would hit get hit by a car. Yeah, no, it was it was the worst. Yeah, that game sucks. <laughs> so as long as we're talking about childhood and stuff like that i figure uh i'll i'll put my i'm gonna end on a down note but my second bit of news which is the uh the passing of i can't pronounce his name takahata i saw i saw the uh the, the co-founder of studio ghibli ghibli is that right ghibli yeah uh, ghibli is what we discovered thanks to wikipedia so he's known for uh, directing a lot of classics like um, Grave of Fireflies and, um, oh, what was it? Pompoko and My Neighbor, yeah. the Yamadas. I can read the small, the Kotaku art- article, basically, because uh, it's just a little small excerpt, because it says, Iso Takahata, co-founder of Studio Ghibli <laughs> and director of such animated films as Grave of the Fireflies, passed away today, which was on, um, this was Thursday. So that would have been... Fourth? The fourth, yeah. So, yes, on uh, April the 4th. Uh, passed away today in Tokyo Hospital at the age of 82, according to various Japanese news sources. Takahata distinguished Takahata's distinguished career as producer, director, and animator began in 1959 when he joined Toei Animation as an assistant. There he met his life, lifetime collaborator and fellow animation legend Hayao Miyazaki, with whom he later founded Studio Ghibli along with Tosho Suzuki. Suzuka. A number of Studio Ghibli's most famous animes have benefited from Takahata's hand as a producer, director, or writer. After producing 1984's Nyaska and the Valley of the Wind, which I really like that movie. It is very. I thought that was. He's the producer on this. I guess um, Miyazaki was the director of that. Also, 1989, 1986's Castle in the Sky, which is also great, and the American rendition of that has Mark Hamill as the Joker and the dude who plays Dawson in Dawson's Creek as the main protagonist, male protagonist. That's okay, one of my now favorites. I've got to watch that. Castle in the Sky is really good. Castle in the Sky is really really good. Uh, Takahata directed Grave of the Fireflies, a brilliant and devastating World War II drama that received universal acclaim. Between 1991 and 2003, Takahata directed Only Yesterday, Pompoko, My Neighbors the Yamadas, and The Tale of Princess Kaguya, Kaguya, the matter of which was nominated, the latter was which was nominated for an Academy Award. He continued to work through 2016. Reportedly, Takahata's health became declining last year because of a heart condition. Yep. And that was Kotaku.com, Cecilia Dionasio, senior reporter of Kotaku. That's the whole article. Just read it to you right there because it was a little short one. Thank you. <laughs> I was pleased to learn that he was a director on, um, I don't know if you ever watched this show, 
but it came out in the 70s. Heidi, Girl of the Alps. No. Wait. So they, they remade it, but yeah, it's... Wasn't it like... What was that? Or wait, what am I thinking of? They remade it right like now. three times. There was, a, there was a live action version, and then the version that he worked on was back in the 70s. It was like a full cel-shaded uh, animation. And then today, there is, I think, a version on Netflix. Last time I checked, which was ages ago, that is like full motion 3D, like remake. That sounds either very good or very bad. It's it's heartwarming, but it's not for like it's not for adults really. It's just for kids. Uh, gotcha. But I used to watch it all the time when I was a kid. Well, I for one want to say no uh, more arigato, Mister uh, Takahara, because yeah, I, I've I've known people that to them anime and any any animation art in Japan is just it's for kids as or it's for weeaboos, people that live in their dating basement stuff like that. What I'm actually convinced to actually watch, you know. Uh, uh, my neighbor told uh, no, we watched uh, Ponyo first. The whole, uh, you know, uh, the hesitation of it. Once we actually watched the movie, they're like, this was a, it was, it was a cartoon. It was a good movie. I'm like, yes, you know, anime is just the style. It's not all Dragon Ball Z and stupid stuff. I mean, there's plenty of it, just like any other cartoons. But so I, I want to say thank you to him and to Studio uh, Ghibli in general that just showing what an art form it is, you know, the stories that can truly be told with animation in general i mean they're they're honestly as much as i love some of the disney movies i think some of the studio ghibli movies are above even the disney's as far as quality you can look at the testament of time that the studio ghibli films have just with weather like i mean uh, well okay so when the studio ghibli films finally came to the west i mean i believe the first one was um princess mononoke which is was distributed by hbo i believe i'm trying to remember i'm not looking it up i, I like to try to remember things first. But if I remember correctly, I believe that was the first film that came to uh, America, the Studio Ghibli films. Right? Yes? No? Anyone? Uh, so here's uh, the part where I actually admit that I've never seen anything from Studio Ghibli. <laughs> what? Um, Princess Monoki, uh, Monoki would uh, I can't say the last thing, but right now, but it's not about the chick that's supposed to be like Ainu, like a native Japanese, not like a, a we what you typically think of Japanese, but like a the if you were gonna say Native American, but it was Native Japanese, yeah, the indigenous uh, group that was from Japan before the descendants that came from other parts of Asia swung in. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> I need to see that. Okay, so yes, um, production distributed by Toho. Okay, that's that's in Jap- Japan. I don't know when the American. When did it come to America? I'm looking on their uh, the Wikipedia site, but I remember. I, I know it's violent, it's bloody and stuff, and I don't think that that's the reason why. Um, no, in 1998, the Walt Disney Company acquired the North American film rights to Princess Mononoke. Disney was to release it through its independent subsidi- subsidiary Miramax. So yeah, okay, that's what it was. So it well, wasn't that's actually interesting. The yeah. same. The same distribution for Clerks did Studio Ghibli movie. Wow. I actually didn't know that it was a subsidiary of Disney, so that's that's kind of cool. The the gore and the blood, of, I guess, of Princess Mononoke is the reason why it wasn't distributed directly by Disney. But I know when when they first acquired the distribution rights for the the, the Ghibli films, um, it was basically John Laster always introduced every single film up into I guess recently until he like because he was head of Pixar, correct? John Laster was head of Pixar. Yeah. Left. Yeah. And then he. Hi, I'm Pixar. Troy McClure. Hi, I'm Troy McClure. Yeah. Um. <laughs> You might remember me from such Pixar films as none of them, except for I introduced every one of them. Sorry, it's 
literally where my brain went at that moment. It's cool. My last name's McClure. It's all good. None. <laughs> I get that all the time. They're like, do you know uh, Troy McClure? I'm like, no. Uh, the one from Simpsons? I do not know. Him. And actually, I went uh, when I was in high school, there was a Troy McClure, which I never, he was like, he graduated years before I ever went there, surprisingly. I feel so sorry for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always considered everyone's like, do you know a Troy McClure? I'm like, no, I do not know the guy from the Simpsons television show. <laughs> oh, but yes, I know that. Um, Dude, you should totally go like, yeah, he's my dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name, my dad's name is George, not Troy. <laughs> okay, so, um, but yeah, um, what my train of thought to get it back, get that train back on the rails is with, um, I believe John Lasseter was, um, he was a big fan of Hayao Miyazaki and I guess Takahata. That, that he's the reason why basically John Lasseter was one of his inspirations to be an animator. I, th- I think so. I think that's the correlation of why he introduced and direct and, and spoke, began, he did a forward to every movie. Was he I think like, you're right. Because I think that if I, it's been a while since. I've ever actually wa- I've actually watched them. I mean, I, I would love to own all of them, but they usually are expensive. And the last one I bought was I bought Hayao Miyazaki's last film that he did, and that is um, the last film he did before he retired, and that is The Winds of Something. Um, it, it has to do with the the guy, um, the Japanese um, aeronautic engineer who developed basically the fighter jets for Japan during World War II. It was about that. It was beautiful. Okay. It's, it's beautifully animated. It's but I cannot remember what it's called. It's not the winds of change, nothing like that. It's because I know Miyazaki's son has made a few films. Like he did the Tales of Earthsea film. That's was that, uh Was that Up on Poppy Hill? Up on Poppy Hill, yes. Nah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. No? I'm looking what, it up right uh, now. What am I thinking of? I'm looking it up right now. So it wasn't Castle in the Sky. These are... Why are you pulling up every studio fucking Ghibli film? Um... <laughs> I know um um my neighbor or I just fuck I love I I love Studio Ghibli I really really do love Studio Ghibli like the wind rises that's the one oh gotcha. okay yeah I'm looking at it now yeah the wind the wind rises that's the last one that he did before he retired but now he's out of retirement and he's working on some other movie like he's working on his one last film because that man is a creator and an artist and you know what you can't do with creators and artists they can't, stop them yeah Retire. you can't stop them yeah they're just like I've got to make things it's my the only driving force of my life is to create things to bring something into this world even though he's done amazing things he's created amazing things and in Takahata I mean just even being a producer on some of the uh, Studio Ghibli films I'm sure I've not seen I've never seen the Pompoko which has to do with like the big family of raccoons not seen it Um, other than Castle in the Sky that's the only one I've actually seen by him well you've got a better track record of seeing them than I do if that's any consolation (laughs) yeah well, um, I one of my favorite films of all time, and I will tell you something about who I am is uh, not Spirited Away, but Kiki's Delivery my neighbor Service. Totoro. I like my neighbor Totoro, but Kiki's Delivery Service is one of my favorite films of all time. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh God, yes. Yeah, I I that love that movie. So chill. Well, not yeah, not that, but it's it's inspirational because it's about a story of someone trying to find their talent, and they basically find out that something they are decently okay with is their calling in life, and that they find, and then they lose the passion to do that, and finding inspiration or some kind of guiding force to continue to use that talent or skill to just be who you are. It's great. I, I mean, it's it's a very, in my opinion, it's a very inspirational story. That is pretty awesome sounding. Kiki's delivery service is incredible. I love it. And the, the, the if whole- you want to start with an easy 
movie of their of that of Studio Ghibli's to watch. Ponyo or uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Two like, great picks right there. Ponyo can no. Ponyo is boring. Ponyo is beautifully animated, but it is super boring. It is and not very good. Like my least favorite. Studio it is Ghibli. cute as hell. It is cute as hell. Oh, I mean yes, and it's beautifully animated. It's great, <laughs> but it's not good. Like it's the no, no, thank you. Kiki's Delivery Service is a great one. It's a great one to start out with. Spirited Away is great. Um, Howl's Moving Castle is fantastic. So, so, so my experience was when I was a, a a very small child. Me and my sisters used to love my my neighbor Totoro, and you know it's whimsical. It's got some serious moments, but it's usually pretty lighthearted. And then after that was Kiki's Delivery Service, which you know again pretty whimsical. Some serious moments, but pretty lighthearted and then i think uh spirited away got a little bit darker but you know whatever and then for for some reason we went straight to grave of the fireflies and it was just like dark and like you just got hit with the feels and thank god i was a little older by then but i mean it dealt with some serious situations yeah watership down levels right right like periscope up (laughs) on the feels I know what book you're talking about. Watership Down is an incredible book, and I read the book before I ever saw the movie. And I was in middle school when I read the book. I was like, "This is." I was like, "Oh yay, a book about bunnies!" And I'm like, "Wait, they're talking about they're they need to leave their home because their population is way overcrowded, and then they can't have babies because apparently rabbits um, absorb reabsorb the babies into their body if they don't have the pop the the room to produce more rabbit babies." How the fuck is this part of Watership Down? It's in the book. It's in the book, Watership Down, about the rabbits. Oh, my God. Have you never read the book? No. I just never knew about that. This was blowing me off. Ah, blowing me away. (laughs) And honestly, it was one of those things where I thought we were talking about something bizarre in anime. So I actually said that thinking it was going to be a funny comical relief thing, only to find out it's actually in the book. What? Yes, it is in the book. Yeah. Oh my god, that's insane. I've never, like I said, I never, I don't think you caught the point of, I've never seen the animation. I've never seen the cartoon. I've read the book. I've, I've never seen either. Like, the darkest I've gone is, I think I saw the Secret of Nim one time, and I know that's still not even in Watership Down territory. You know, I'm, I've heard so much about it that it's like, I'm okay. I don't want to get that depressed, you know? But I, I'm, I'm in that little bit of the, to come back to a little, little lighter note and stuff, is I'm in that same boat. Well, my first exposure to Studio Ghibli was watching Disney Channel and seeing um, Kiki's Delivery Service. I guess that may be one of the reasons why it's my favorite. Um, but then I bought, um, I bought um, ah, Castle in the Sky. I bought that one. I bought that. That was the first one I owned. And then I remember gotcha. seeing Spirited Away, um, the trailers. They, 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 I don't, they, I don't know. They showed that the PR, I guess the, 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 the PR behind Spirited Away was like they thought it was going to be huge. And so they showed like the trailer all the time, either on Disney and in, in Cartoon Network, and they pimped the crap out of it. They showed the trailer all the time. And I was just like, oh, Studio Ghibli. All right, cool. I'm down. It doesn't matter. And I believe I rented that. I don't own that movie. And, but, I own How's Moving Castle, and I've rented Ponyo. I've seen numerous ones of them, but I digress. I just love Studio Ghibli. Sometimes Same. I wonder if we should just name this uh, reading of the podcast Digressions by Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> just nostalgia. I mean, nostalgia. Where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay. Thinking of a joke, I can't. I, uh, hmm, nope, that's right. It, I, that's absolutely right. 
Yeah. I'm not I'm just gonna pretend I know the meaning of the word digression. <laughs> it was a show. It had Drake in it. He was in a wheelchair and Oh Degrassi. Oh that's that it's Degrassi, not digression. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's translation. Good. Translation. Tangents by nerds. How's that? Is that a better <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> really degrassy. <laughs> oh my god, that was a good reference. That was that was very left field. I did not expect that. That was great. That was that was great. Thank you. And it still circles back because you know who was in Degrassi? Jaden Silent Mob, and you know who was uh, the distributor of uh, Studio Ghibli was Miramax, who also distributed what else? He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Movies with Jaden Silent Mob. Miramax. I'm just gonna another like huge, huge tangent is that I went like last year, I went and saw Jaden Silent Bob gets old. they play. They were at the Lexington Comic Con, and it was a live okay. taping of that podcast. And he, and Kevin Smith went into some detail about the new Jay and Silent Bob film, and it's called Jay versus Silent Bob, like it's a play on Batman versus Superman because they're basically they're rebooting. The, Hollywood wants to reboot Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> But they're so it's basically is, is a Mark re- Hamill going to reprise his role as Cockmarker? I hope so. I really hope so. Oh my god, that'd be so good. You know he's retired by now, so he could be like, eh, "Fuck it." Oh no, he just retired from Joker. Never mind. <laughs> there goes our uh, there goes our PG thirteen rating. He just he just retired from what? Uh, voicing the Joker. Nah. Granted, did, didn't you say fuck earlier? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just really said it. <laughs> it's like, our PG-13 rating has been gone for like 20 minutes now. Yeah, you just... I, oh, but you can say like one. One isn't explicit. One's not going to hurt it. Okay. But when you say it numerous times, like Jay just started out with three in a row, like bam, 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 bam in the Doki Doki Literature Club episode, and I was just like, all right, we're doing it then. <laughs> <laughs> just, just some inside baseball, I guess. Uh, but okay, yeah, yeah. The the whole Jay and Silent Bob, like the new Jay and Silent Bob movie, is going to be a reboot of Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Like, so they're going to reboot Jay and Silent Bob the movie or the whatever the Blunt Manic Chronic movie. So they're going okay. to go back to Hollywood to try to stop the reboot. So it's basically Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back again. <laughs> hmm. They strike back. Back. Yeah, I believe I, it's, I believe it's actually titled Jay and Silent Bob Re Reboot Jay versus Silent Bob. I think that's the full title, like just something absurd like that. Why Why don't we just go ahead and do Spaceballs three, the search for Spaceballs two? <laughs> actually, I'm all about that life. I am very much about that life. Thank you. We're just re- yeah. we're reaching a re- recursive levels of movie rebooting here. When the original characters are rebooting themselves. I think that's the whole like Not joke, just the original like, actors, but the original characters are rebooting themselves. The only reason why they're do- they can only do well because Kevin Smith went into detail in that on that podcast about how that the reason why uh, like he he's he's shopped Clerks three around. 
He shopped it around. He shopped it around. He's wrote it. Just no one really seems interested, like 100% interested. And he doesn't own the characters of Jay and Silent. Uh, he doesn't own the Clerks franchise. He doesn't own it. He won. He's Miramax says, right? No, he, yeah, he sold it to Miramax. No, 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 not the Weinstein Brothers. Yeah, he sold it to Miramax. Miramax owns Clerks. Oh, he's that's like, a mistake. So he's like, back in the day, that's what you did. You wrote a script and you sold it. Everything about it. You just wrote a script and you sold it. That's what you did back in the day. So gotcha. you didn't really care about retaining the rights to certain. He's like, but we return, we own Jay and Silent Bob because it's us. It's our likeness. It's everything. So we own Jay and Silent Bob. Hence, why <laughs> they can do a new, another Jay and Silent Bob film. And the only reason why he he said he was going to do that, it, he told Jay when he hit so many years of sobriety of Jay not being on alcohol or drugs or anything like that. It's the whole reason why Jay and Silent Bob gets old exists because that's why Kevin Smith started that whole podcast was to check in every week with Jay to make sure that he was clean and sober. So that's a really adorable like... reason in a way, like having friends that close that are just like, all right, well, we're going to tie this into a business. So without anyone directly knowing, hey, I'm going to check in with you every week. But yeah. we're gonna do it in the form of a silly radio show. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 the whole con. I was like, that's really cool. So yeah, I, I mean, I, I just I'm a big fan of Kevin Smith. I like Kevin Smith. He's an inspiration to me and everything, like the whole podcasting and wanting to create content and thing. And that's the whole reason why, like I've said before, we started recording the whole kind of funny thing. Is I'm a huge. They they influenced a lot of how I think and how I have my setup and what I've tr- strived to be it's because they did an episode where Kevin Smith was on their episode. It was one of the first episodes they ever did of the Game Over Greggy show where after they quit IGN. It was Kevin and Kevin Smith is the was the guest and Kevin Smith also had them on an episode of Smodcast. So it was like a double episode. So you listen to one episode and then you went to the other episode. Okay. I was known for about 2 years in college as Dante to the point that one of my Close friends thought my last name was Hicks. <laughs> <laughs> that should explain how influential Kevin Smith and the Viewsk universe has been on my life. Well, I mean, you know, I consider my best friend as my Randall. And to this day, I still use quotes almost daily, you know, talking about like that grumpy customer stuff like that. I just say when people leave paperwork around in the back and mess stuff up, it's like a bunch of savages in this town. You know? <laughs> do you make them? Do you make them do the Randall walk? Even though Randall is much better no, than unfortunately Dante, don't. just to let you know. I'm just... With him living about uh, 20, 25 minutes away on the farthest point of our little area. Um, and both of us being parents and full-time jobs, especially I'm doing shit for, we just do not get to actually see each other very much, unfortunately. But it's the saddest thing I've ever heard, except for <laughs> dogs and wheelchairs, right, Glenn? No, that is an adorable <laughs> thing. How dare you? <laughs> that is an amazing thing because those poor dogs get to run around and have fun like a normal dog again. That is, there's nothing sad about that. That was everything uh, celebration. Yeah, no. Like, have you ever seen a dog or in action a dog in a wheelchair? I have. They're the happiest damn things to just be running around, or at least the new ones. I just wish they'd wrap their little legs up because they're all like dragging all over the place oh, and, oh yeah that that can be in the wheelchair so that's i was thinking like when you said that dog and i knew what you were saying but my head pictured like a dog setting like a human in like a human wheelchair <laughs> <laughs> that is also adorable i mean yes but that's it's very sad that's scooby-doo there <laughs>
Yeah, like that's what my brain was saying. Like that's what the my, the picture popped in my head. And we are way off topic, and that's great, and it's cool. We're making good content, and we're making. <laughs> Hopefully, people are laughing. If not, they've bailed, and they're just like, "What the hell is this?" I'm not high or drunk enough for this. I've had I've had a pretty decent amount of uh, whatever the hell I was drinking. Oh, I had okay, no idea we, where that was going. To, to move on, shall we go ahead and yeah. raise one to Takahara and his legacy at Studio Ghibli? Shall we? Yes, yes. Salute. Sounds like a yes. I'm raising my Kool-Aid. And <laughs> raise what you got, people. Pour one out for your homies, right? There you go. Ah, Jesus. It's all over the floor now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Glenn, what was your lighthearted topic after we, I mean, we didn't, you know, breeze. So, so hear me out. How many of you have played Fallout 4? Yes. This is lighthearted? All right. I would say, it, it, hear me out, hear me out. I would say so. Yes. Or, or even, I'll even go as far as saying anything from the Fallout series. I played that uh, mobile game. Does that count? Maybe. Do you know what a death claw is? It's a velociraptor on steroids full of as much seeding hate as a tiny owl, correct? <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically. I mean, in the lore, it's like modified genetically or a genetically engineered and modified chameleon that evolved into this demon looking hellspawn like thing. But that's not the point. The point is. On March 8th of this year, someone decided to make a Are we mod. Make a real one? Nope. Nope. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but someone made a mod where you could spawn them like a Pokeball being thrown. But that's not the important part. The important part is they put a French made outfit on it. <laughs> nice. That's hot. <laughs> Didn't you do that? <laughs> well, I mean, it's called Kofefe. Uh, obviously going against the whole Kofefe meme thing, but also they're like, I mean, obviously the president was referring to overly irradiated lizards, the cove part, because reasons wearing French made outfits, the Fefe used as instruments of war. Of course, all of it being silly as hell, but you can literally have a pseudo ally or a completely going to kill everyone berserker deathclaw in a French made outfit that you spawn at will. It looks beautiful. I'm looking at the uh, the link you dropped into our Discord, and it looks beautiful. I mean, I'm I, <laughs> I love the attention to detail to the dress to actually fit while maintaining its form. <laughs> It's beautiful. I, I like how the tail has the things, the uh, the uh, garters. Yes, it's the garters. It's it's beautiful. It's great. I love it. If Are we sure it's not Kofifi? It could be Kofifi. For all I know, Free Fifi, the French, the French uh, Deathclaw made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to. I had to share that because not only is that just kind of amazing as a concept. <laughs> Uh, sorry, still looking at some of these pictures. It's like, oh my god, why? <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm left, I'm left wanting a little bit more, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna alter one of these images. Did we real quick for you? Oh, I was gonna say, did we go silent, or did my internet just cut out? No, you're still talking. I can still hear you. Okay, as plain as day. Because for like a solid three, four seconds, I got nothing but radio silence, and I was like, oh. <laughs> That wasn't just you. Okay. No, we're good. We're good. No, when you first said that you spawned it like a Pokemon on a Pokeball, my first thought was, 
I thought you were going to say, and it turns around and devours you. Well, it could do that. You can have a hostile or an alley relay Why grenade. Why would you do that? Why would you want that? Chaos. Some people are you chaotic evil. You away from you, it turns around and just... <laughs> Yeah, but if you're in a firefight where you have three different factions and you don't want to fight anybody, you just throw that down there and it wrecks everything. And by then, it's going to be low enough for you to kill so you can get most of your materials back. That's like, um, I've, I've been playing a lot of Far Cry 5. And um, my favorite thing to do is I have now, I, I have two animal companions now. Uh, one is a uh, grizzly bear. His name's nice. Cheeseburger. He's diabetic. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> they 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 clearly and tell you plainly like this is cheeseburger he's diabetic don't feed him cheeseburgers it's just a funny name because <laughs> he's diabetic I'm like okay but you can sick him on people like so you can pull up your binoculars and you can tag enemies and if you hold I'm playing on a console of course um but if you hold uh, the di- the uh, directional button of whatever you have it assigned to it. It will attack whatever enemy you mark. So cheeseburger will just slowly come from out of the woods, like, and then jump in and attack the crazy cultists. I mean, it's great. Other than that, it's also really cool to when they have captured animals around that you shoot the cage and you let the cage come up, and then they have to fight off like a pack of wolves or a cougar or so on and so forth. So I'm, I'm a big fan of chaotic stuff. Also, explosions are awesome. Yes, I've <laughs> seen a lot of people playing Fallout 5, and that is phenomenally well done. I still don't like the endings, but I'm not going to tell you anything about them. No, I haven't I haven't got to that yet. So yeah. Yep, Please that's don't. why I'm not telling you anything about. Them. Yeah, I've heard that there's a certain order that you play them in that uh, if you play the order that it tells you to play it is probably the best way to play it because the ending doesn't make sense if you don't do it that way. One of the endings. Mm. Like you go to John Seed first, then you go to the the military guy, nope. then you go to Faith. I'm not even then, I am not even saying. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah. That that in in what I've heard, so- you 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 cut out, Glenn. Your well, that's even better. <laughs> your microphone. Is just- <laughs> the universe was like spoilers. Basically, no. I'm trying to avoid the spoilers, but basically, you seem like you're on the right track. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've I've enjoyed the game. I really like it. It's fun. I did. Some oh yeah, like stuff. regardless, that game is phenomenally well done. I love yeah. it. Uh, do um the arcade stuff. Uh, just FYI to people who have yet to play it, go check out arcade. But there are a lot of just steaming piles of poo in it because the arcade, the the Far Cry arcade is basically it's a level creator. So anyone can create a level and submit it to the server. And some of them Gasp. are fun. Some of them are atrocious. Some of them, you know, of course aren't. They're just made by a- average every normal people and don't know anything about game design and i you don't mean you mean mario maker yeah i mean yeah it's yeah but it's basically where, Far Cry where maker. you can either have literally the most ingenious thing on the planet or you can have steaming hot piles of garbage yeah depending on what you find yep exactly and i spent probably last night on my stream uh probably about two and a half hours of going through just garbage games. Like, it was just random. It was like, hey, if you do this arcade hero thing, you get double XP, and there's a trophy for hitting level 20. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna, I guess I'll wait to just keep going through these and use this double XP and just do these random games. And they were all atrocious. There was one game that was funny. It was called G-Mod, and basically you had unlimited life, unlimited ammo, and you had all the weapons in the game, and you had 191 people coming at you in this big open field with a bunch of vehicles 
so you could blow it up, just do everything. I was like, this is just straight up fun. But uh, all the other ones, like I did one level that was, I was stuck in a room. It was an escape game. Escape the room, and then I had to escape an even bigger room that was filled with two abominable snow, uh, uh, two uh, yetis that just ran around and wanted to kill you. And it was so dark that you couldn't see where you were going. It just wasn't designed well. It had good potential, but it wasn't designed well. That makes sense. So do, you, do we need to get into the big main topic? And we've been going on for a while now. So we're going to try to speed the main topic up a little bit. We probably should. <laughs> okay. So our main topic is, I, uh, is IGN's top 100 games of all time. I guess they updated it and... Um, I have it pulled up. We're going to try to not go through all of them. We'll go through a choice, gems, and some ones that I guess some people want to talk about. And I know, Cajun, you want to talk about number 100, which is Pokemon Go. I was about to say, thank you for skipping my news section, dude. <laughs> no. I was. Oh, what was that the one? What is your news? Oh, yeah, you had a little tiny bit of news. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's your, little, what's your news that you want to talk about? I'm sorry, Cajun. <laughs> So, uh, so my T-Songs well, was talking about, uh, about Studio Ghibli as well. Uh, just its personal, my personal experience with it. Um, second, second small one was the Rampage movie that's coming out. Um, I played Rampage uh, World Tour where we actually wound up going through space and stuff like that. But this is, the movie's coming out April 12th. Um, today is the 8th. So it's probably, it may actually be out by the time the episode, this episode comes out. Uh, publishes, but it's featuring the original three characters of George, the gorilla, Lizzie, the I guess it was originally just a lizard, but now it's a giant crocodile, and Ralph the wolf. Um, it's got if y'all haven't seen the trailer for it, honestly, uh, if you're looking for Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Leadville, Epic Miss, you're not going. You're, this isn't for you. If you're going for like Pacific Rim, Godzilla style of monster movie bash them up beat them up just destruction mayhem this is your this is your dig it's got the rock in it if you haven't seen trailer uh frankly the only reason i'm not going to see this is because my budget this month is going to infinity war for my birthday because those tickets are already bought (laughs) (laughs) nice but great great steve great i love it it's it's fantastic Thanks. That what? Should, that's that should just be that's gonna be the cover for the this episode. It should be. Holy shit. I just <laughs> saw what? what you put. Oh can we just God. make can we just make everything a dating sim? Can we make a death claw dating sim now? I kinda need this picture in my life. Is this is this the uh, is this the thumbnail for the episode? Sure. Slap that sucker on a bunny pillow. Let's go. I so want to put my dick in there. <laughs> I would not. Oh no! Very, needs some extra lubrication. Very, very, uh, <laughs> platonic <laughs> relationship, I guess. You said body pillow. <laughs> God, why are we thinking of? Uh, never mind. You said body pillow, and I'm like, what do people do with body pillows? Oh, that's that's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I want to print this in 3D now in all its glory, but I don't have a 3D printer, damn it. <laughs> so, okay, um, uh, Cajun, um, I think, um, 
Rampage, other than it having the rock in it, it it'll be a good popcorn flick. But there's so oh, many, yeah, hell there's yeah. so many movies like um apparently um The Quiet Place. Uh, I haven't seen Ready Player One. I want to see Ready Player One. I've heard it's fantastic. It's I had customers debating on to it today, and I was like, go see it. It's supposed to be one of those. It's yeah, it's gaming based and all that, but uh yeah, it's supposed to be one of those that you can go see it no matter where you're coming from, just like you can go watch, you know, the Marvel movies, even if you're not a comic book fan, and just enjoy the cinematic experience of it, you know? Yeah. Unless Uh, Jay and I went um, up to Columbus to uh, demo collapses at the premiere of Ready Player One last week. And I got to say, we saw saw the last showing, so we were all really tired, but, you know, no, we didn't fall asleep. Um, it it's got a little something for everybody. It's just a, I liked it. I gave it like a seven out of ten or an eight eight point five out of ten is what I give it. Are you sure you're not being biased because Ernest Klein is from Ohio? Is he really? I think so. No, he's not. No, I'm not. I'm not being biased. <laughs> I know. I, I thought he was. I think uh, ready. I thought Ready Player One was the first book he wrote that got him big. Uh, yeah, I, I think it it is. Uh, and also the the setting um, takes place in Columbus, so it's kind of like, whoa! I'm watching the movie in the city that it takes place in. It doesn't look anything like it. Yeah, uh, Klein which, was which... born in Ashland, Ohio. Oh well, to be fair, uh, the they made they made Columbus look like total uh, crap. So isn't it usually? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Visit pure Columbus. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's really not. We love Columbus, but the movie just made it look terrible. Yeah, I know it's a bunch of like motorhomes stacked on, but it's also way into the future, isn't it? It's like twenty years in the future. What? He wrote the screenplay screenplay for fanboys. Wait, what? Ernest Klein did the screenplay for Fanboys with Adam F. Goldberg. I'm looking at his Wikipedia page. Dude, that is one of my favorite movies. Fanboys is really funny. It's it's a good it's a good movie. <laughs> the best part is it's based on a true story. It's uh, the, uh, his personal. It says Klein's all time favorite video game is Black Tiger. I've never. I don't know what that game is. No idea. It's known in Japan as Black Dragon. It's a 1987 platform game. Because that helps. Released for arcade by Capcom. It does not look familiar at all. But that that's cool. I mean, I, I want to see it. And also, um, there's a lovely film called A Quiet Place, which apparently is killing it in the box office too. That I really want to see. And you know, of course, Infinity War, which I and my four year old will be going to see, and I'm excited. We watch black panther together and there's also <laughs> solo this year and deadpool 2 this year and yeah. what else is there just oh look let's so let's run through this yeah let's run through this game uh these games some and uh we can i have a really a, a, a quick topic that we could hit or we uh, can sorry. or we can or we can just segue completely and just forget about the top 100 games and talk about how basically this year and last year but that's my big news that's my big news. I know. Well, okay. So no, I mean, <laughs> what what news? What else? What other news is then Rampage being a, a a popcorn film? What are you talking about? So Pokemon Go. Uh, not only is it number one hundred on the top hundred games, but if you tried it out, you were like, eh, it's okay, but it's missing some stuff. This may be a point, especially if you've been out for a while. This may be a point where you can actually get back in and start doing stuff, uh, because you have uh, quests and stuff like that have just come up, and there are daily milestones to hit. I mean, hell, you can hit milestones hourly. I don't, I don't, I, w- I don't want really. I want Cajun to be here to defend himself, but I've got to say, you know, fuck Pokemon Go. I don't not like. <laughs> I don't like Pokemon Go. I played it when it first came I out. I can hear and, you. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I wasn't, I hope you were hearing me so you can defend yourself. But Niantic had, yes, now the game in in and of itself is a great game. It's a great mobile game. It's a cool uh, alter, um, an AR game. It's really cool. It's interesting to that point. But Niantic, when it first came out, released a garbage pile that didn't deserve anyone's attention other than the fact that it had a Pokemon uh, tag on it. It was a it was a start, but I I agree with you that it was it was still beta level. I mean, it was stable enough. The whole server issues in the first. Uh, opening of it, you know, or because it was straight up, they got flooded. Like they knew it was gonna be popular. I don't think anybody could have expected the popularity it received. Come on, it's we Pokemon. Can go into the how did they? Not, how did they not expect the popularity of Pokemon Go with the no, original like, one fifty? I, I, I think they were wholly unprepared. See, okay. like, like Harvey. Okay, you know what? We as Southeast Texas, because we experienced stuff like that. And Ingress has uh, Niantic has Ingress. You know, they they know popularity. They know we're gonna. Need extra servers you know even i think that with pokemon go even if they had had extra servers they still would have been slammed so hard because literally like everybody and their brother that if you've got a mobile connection you were trying to play this game when it, the first couple of weeks you know and it just killed so much i don't i don't know if anyone could have been fully prepared for the scale of it you know, but um, but no, I'll, I'll agree that like the original feature set that it came with, it was still beta level. Um, and Steve, I'm just, I just kind of hunted through the uh, information online real fast. I found this a uh, full change log pretty much of every feature and major change, including events uh, on Reddit. But so it came out in uh, July 2016. They added uh, IVs, which is a way to do stats in August of that year. Uh, September, they added the buddy system. So you have a little Pokemon uh, collecting candy, which you use to power up the Pokemon. Uh, November, you got daily bonuses for visiting locations and spending giddy items. Um, December, they added the first gen- generation two Pokemon. Then February, they added the full gen two. June of last year, they had a full new gym style, which really, uh, those were one of those things that I, th- I don't know. I think they could have, like, that could have been something they could have tested out in beta if they'd actually kept it at a beta level or not. Yeah. Um, that was probably something that really you just had to have a full player base for to really experience, or at least a wide player base, to really say, this wasn't working, let's change up to something new. And they started adding raids, in December they added uh, gener- some Generation 3 Pokemon, but really like the quests, the daily incentives and stuff like that, that I'm glad they've had it really added it, because that really does bring it to, you want to play it every day, you know? And I can do multiple uh, quests per day, and it's a huge thing for the casual players, because okay, uh, so one of the challenges will be like, uh, do 10 10 great throws, you know, and then you can experience a wild Pokemon. And that's a great way to get, not necessarily like the rare legendary Pokemon, but like, you know, I live in an area where there's a lot of grasses and stuff like that. I'm not even near the coast. I don't get a lot of, a lot of water Pokemon necessarily outside of a, of like 10 of them. And so like, oh, I got a Ponyta, fire Pokemon. Cajun, I understand that, that but we're discussing like the, the list and it's not Pokemon Go the episode. I'm just... just just gonna let you know but this is my news <laughs> this is my big news uh, let me have my news okay i some i continue I on man i'm just i'm just about I'm, things that i like it takes me four months to decide on my damn phone it took me two days to decide on my big news let me have my big news <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, if, give him his news. If you were to be okay, if you were to be a casual player before, you were because like, I can play a little bit more hardcore now because I can stand at work and just swipe and hit a gym every five freaking minutes just because it's that close in the mall. But otherwise, I may hit like a gym or pokey stop like once or twice a day driving around town. If you're a casual player like that, or you might get one pokey stop every other day, this is a great place to get back in because it does have stuff that you can do without having to be quote unquote social about it. You don't have to have all the stops and stuff around you to still do these events, you know? So that's my idea is they, they did a big change that helps the casual players plus the hardcore players. And I like seeing the game become more balanced. So that was number 100 on the IGN's top 100 uh, games list of all time. Um, Who's got next? I mean, I agree. I agree with the placement. It deserves a spot on the list um, because of how basically it's a pioneer of uh, of AR. I mean, it's it had a culture significance. It's still around. I mean, it's not as um, prevalent and and is every day of most of that it was when it first came out. But I mean, it's it's there. I mean, it's good. I mean, but yeah. it had its problems, and those who still play it, good for them. I still play Destiny Two, and people say it's dead. <laughs> you know, whatever. I've, I've seen someone who took off, who took like a solid probably six to nine months off of playing Pokemon to go uh, very. I, I think I logged in maybe like three or four times in that whole stretch there. So I mean, I'm I came back to it, and I, it's been picking up. It really has. This is really more where the game should be. Uh, I mean, they still have the PvP battle league, like one-on-one battle league that I don't know if that'll ever be implemented in the game uh, just for the sake of balance and mechanics um, and just like trying to avoid real-world fights, frankly. Um, And I don't know how well trading will ever come about, if it'll ever come about. But I think the game's in a good place, realistically. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, it, in the ranking, like I said, it, I agreed with it. Do you all have? Uh, do you have anything to elaborate, Steve or Glenn? I don't because I will not play Pokemon Go. <laughs> okay. Bah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. So uh, number ninety nine. I wanted to discuss. Like, we'll we'll discuss a few like a, a few choice gems. I guess if you all have it pulled up, if there's anything specifically you want to talk about. Um, I don't know if you have it pulled up. The link is in our Discord, which this is inside baseball. So this is just the fans. I'm just trying to. I'm just filling airtime while they're looking it up. But episode. Uh, but number ninety nine. My list of games that I've played. The, does that count? <laughs> number ninety nine is Final Fantasy seven. And I believe that it should rank higher, and but I'd understand that it does deserve a place on the list. It definitely does deserve a place on the list. I don't know if higher is necessarily the case. I do know that it's... Uh, how do I put it? It got a lot of overhype for years. Arguably a decade. Yes, but it is the godfather of 3D JRPGs. You cannot deny that. I'm not denying it. I'm just saying that... Of all the things we could, uh, we could have picked a different Final Fantasy. I mean, I, I don't even know if there's any other Final Fantasies on the list. But I mean, can yeah, you... um, let me let me see. I mean, of course you have. Where your, is it? Yeah, not ninety. Sorry. I mean, if you go through like ninety-eight, you have your, you know, your classic Galaga, which of course, duh. Uh, you have a uh, going back to Avengers again. <laughs> Warcraft, you have Warcraft 2 at 97, then you have Star Wars TIE Fighter at 96, the Oregon Trail at 95. Oh, Oregon Trail. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 
I mean, that's Final Fantasy set. Uh, you know, I'm actually, you know, seeing this, I'm starting to agree it could deserve higher. Yeah, yeah. Because which one would I play Oregon Trail? Which one would I feel is a more rewarding experience for the price that you bought it for? Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't know, there, there's things. Like, once it, the past, like, 90 up to 90, so 91, you have Undertale, you have Fallout 2, Burnout, Monkey Island, League of Legends at 90. I understand the cultural phenomenon of League. I wish I was good at it, so I wouldn't have to do anything else no. in the world other than to play League of Legends. I was going to say, out of all the millions of players, there's only like three good ones. Don't worry. It's yeah. not just you. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I mean, I wish I would actually got in at the ground level because who wouldn't want to win millions of dollars playing a video game? I've tried playing ropes. I just can't get into okay, it, honestly. I, I have not. And apparently the a lot of the player base is toxic. Like they're really mean to you. Yeah. And and I've oh, read stuff about they're, that. They're, um, they're just the whole community is pretty much shit. Yeah, that I've heard that. I mean, I haven't experienced it because I haven't played League. Um, because I knew And I can like, enjoy the game. Like it's a fun game, but the moment you add the community, I'm just like, this makes me kind of wish murder was legal. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, it gets bad. Oh, it gets gets far worse. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Overwatch is uh, that that would bring up a whole topic <coughs> about internet like toxicity and community toxicity and video games and all that other stuff. That would bring up a whole different kind of topic and and different kind of thing that we don't have the time to do. Um, so eighty nine, you have Mega Man three, Soul Calibur at eighty eight, SimCity two thousand, which I am partial to that. It's a great game, one of my very first PC games I ever played. I'm very partial to Mega Man three. I would actually probably put the little above Soul Calibur. What SimCity two thousand? Yeah, and I'll mind you, my experience was. Uh, for city bidding was uh, uh, Caesar three before that, where you actually like set up spots for houses, and then people moved into the city into those specific houses. I could never figure out how to get people to move in in Sim City. So, I, I, mind you, I was also like ten at the time, I think, like that, something like that. I don't know if I was playing Sim Sim City two thousand or not, but I could never figure it out. Glenn, what did you say? Because you were you and Cajun were over talking. Very bad. Gotcha. And I couldn't understand what either one of you all were saying. Well, looking at this list, uh, I would put Soul Calibur under Mega Band 3. I would actually put that even above some CD2000. Uh, but in its place, I would actually put underneath it both 86 and 85 on this list, which are respectively Contra, Contra and Inside. And inside. No, it, it's, really... it, it's a good list of games. It really is. But like it, the whole thing I want to talk about is just kind of ordering. And if they really truly deserve like the ordering they have. And, and, and the, like the top probably 50, I would say it's just deserved. Like Super Mario Mario Odyssey probably could get a much lower spot like in like possibly the top 50. But the fact that it is so new, even though it is probably single-handedly the greatest Mario game of all time, just its cultural influence and significance hasn't built up yet good to know good to know have you not played super mario odyssey nope oh my god uh, i steve, literally have avoided everything about it until i can get a switch and play it steve you own a switch do you have super mario odyssey no i've been balls deep in zelda i guess your mic cut out yep i'm gonna guess it did <laughs> that'll be that'll be next after i get like all 900 korok seeds but Oh, yeah, yeah, then you have like a thousand and something moons to get. Yeah, but Super well, Mario I mean, I, I, so I've had it for two weeks and I got all the shrines and uh, all the uh, divine beasts and stuff, so I'm really going to get my money's worth. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, it is great while you're playing it, and but I took a huge break from it. And are you playing in handheld mode or are you playing on a screen? Both. Okay. Um, have you noticed a lot of pop-ins and tearing by chance? No, not really. Uh, when it's in handheld mode, uh, I feel like to reserve power, it the uh, the level of detail or the pop-ins happen more frequently when it's in handheld mode but when it's when it's in the dock it's usually pretty seamless okay no i had a problem when i mean i didn't notice in handheld mode and then i put it on my the big tv that i have in the living room in in dock mode and i noticed substantial like pop-ins and and frame rate issues and everything and i was like holy shit that was after I'd beat it, beat the game though. I had completed it, so I don't know if it was just like telltale signs of my switch just dying because I had to send it off. It died, my switch died, and I had to send it off. Oh. So I don't I don't know if that was telltale signs of like it just something wasn't working properly in the hardware itself, or that the game was just not running the way. So it, it was very off putting when I was while I was playing it. So oh, I don't know where it ranks on the list, but I know it's on here. Like there's like ten Zelda games on this whole list of top 100 games of all time. So okay, just to blaze blaze through some. We have System Shock 2, Grand Theft Auto Vice City at 82, um, Persona 5 at 81, which is a fantastic game. It is very, very good. And I I mean, it, it, you all can hop in at any time when you have anything to say. Uh, I'm just I'm just still looking at the list. And uh, honestly, uh, I've never played System Shock, uh, Shock 2. I can't say much about Vice City because the last GTA game I really got into was gta 2 when it was still top down on the playstation what okay yeah. dude vice city like, the was... games themselves aren't bad i like them i think it's just i got motion sick from the motion blur yeah, yeah. what one game or like for something and then i just never got back into them Interesting. Uh, not to say that they're bad now, but, but, yeah. i've seen some things and honestly gta 5 when i saw the beginning of it looked fucking excellent i have yet to play gta 5 i just don't have the time and now that so much time has passed and i'm like it's it's done like it's out like it no sense of it's way too far in the ether to even go back to yeah that was me with gta 4 um but yeah vice city was the one when they had like every two years they were releasing a, a grand theft auto game like they had grand theft auto 3 vice city san andreas yeah and that was also a period of time where i saw that trend and i was immediately skeptic on levels of quality so i didn't go and mess with things they're all great they're all great games like all all three of those are, are which is actually really good to hear yeah they're all great um, so yeah, you have Persona 5, which it is fantastic to see on this list at 81. It is a great, um, RPG, great classic turn-based yes. RPG. Uh, Definitely. The, uh, would argue lower though, not, not, or higher up in numbers. So I'd probably put it, uh, probably closer off to 84. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would actually, I mean, just to go back to Mario and stuff, it doesn't have the cultural significance of say, Final Fantasy right. 7. So the, the way I would have ranked it, like they ranked about game, I, th I think the criteria was had something to do with it. It had to become, it had to come out by December the 31st of 2017. It couldn't be like a collection. It couldn't be the orange box or it couldn't be, it couldn't be like Super Mario All-Star. It couldn't be like a collection game, a collective disc or cart. Um, like, that, yeah. So the criteria was pretty, pretty fair. Yeah, the criteria was pretty slim. It just, but I... I myself, I would have rated the games on not only the quality of how great they were, but they also how long they've been out, the cultural significance, how long it's still been in the zeitgeist. That would just be how I would have ranked it. But yeah, you know. I've only got one gripe so far, and I'm about 
halfway from the bottom up. So number ten, uh, Super Mario sixty four. Okay, what well, do you have? Yeah, yeah, I haven't even got that. <laughs> So yeah, we'll, we'll, right. we'll let's. That's pretty I'm, fair, frankly. I've, I've just got problems with that game. Okay, well, well, let's get we'll get to it when we get to it. Um, so uh, yeah, Grim Fandango, uh, Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker at seventy nine, uh, Goldeneye 007. Uh, needs to be closer to the top. As being the basically um, other than Doom, you know, as a Goldeneye, disagree. I think it's good where it is. Uh, I would actually. I don't, I don't think it should be in the top fifty, but I think it should be a little bit higher than seventy eight. Well. To be fair, we could definitely put it higher than Smash Bros. Why? Because Smash Brothers, why? Yeah. What? No, no. Smash Brothers is incredible. Melee is the best one. Yeah. If you really want a brawler kind of game. Smash Brothers is incredible. I have very, very fond and lovely memories of Smash Brothers. And that's totally fine. But I also don't think it should be here. And honestly, arguably. Not even on uh, the list? Actually, no, 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 no. I'd keep it on the list. It is still good. I definitely enjoyed playing it, but I really just, I don't know. I, I don't think 77. Maybe around maybe in the 80s? Around Ooh, Grim Fandango. Around Grim Fandango, which would be, that's around 80. the 80s. Yeah, around the 80s. Okay. Actually, I think, you know, Wind Waker is much, but there's, like I said, there's like, 10 Zelda games on this whole list. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't think so. I agree. Uh, no, Let's see. One, two. I'm, I'm probably exaggerating. Three. No, I'm with you, Cajun, though, Four. that uh, GoldenEye, a cultural significance of GoldenEye, it doesn't hold up very well. It looks like crap. It plays janky as hell. Uh, but Oh, but the uh, GoldenEye HD fan make? I don't know. Uh, I haven't played it. Does it is it? it it's totally, totally legitimately on Steam. Oh, uh, cool. But it's, it's fun times. That means it must be free, <coughs> then, if it's a fan make yes it's also uh showing that maybe where it is on that list is kind of more appropriate because it definitely as a content or as content for a game it's, it's okay yeah yeah i mean i i think that it it deserves a spot on the list because again culturally significance it is one of the it basically it brought in uh, for FPSs to a console the first time. Yes. So yeah, that's that's all I gotta say. Uh, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, uh, Skyrim, Skyrim. I can see XCOM. I can see Sweetened Two. I prefer other games, but I can understand that being one of the more popular ones as well. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield 1984 at 73. I don't have anything to say about. I think that's one of the yeah. first Battlefields or the second Battlefield. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Dota Two at 72. Final Fantasy Tactics at 71. I I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, a lot I of these... I haven't played it enough to actually have an opinion either way on that one, frankly. If you, uh, the original's great. Um, the PSP version is also great. It's not hard to mess up a turn-based tactical RPG. For for tactical and strategy RPGs to be high up on this list is impressive to me uh, because they don't seem to really carry as much interest when it comes to cultural significance or even just fan bases I, I like a good rts every once in a while but it's same rare. here like the disgaea series yeah big big fan of the first one now they're up to what five or six something like that i totally lost track minus all the spinoffs and stuff like that yep so yeah uh 70 you have jedi star wars jedi knight to jedi outcast 
which if I yep. remember correctly. Uh, I, also... I played. Uh, I was just say I, I uh, played Academy, not uh, Outcast. So I was going to ask if any of y'all had played it to see what the differences were. Really, I actually haven't. I don't think I have either. I played. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember what it came. I think it's PC. It was PC only. I played one of the uh, mainly my main points of reference to like the Star Wars, like the Jedi Knight ones are the coder games so i'll be i'll be honest uh i i think i played outcast all a long time ago but before then before i had played any of the games uh i just used to troll people on on the on the forum because (laughs) i was i was young like like i'd never even played the game and i would just like dick around with people on the forum nice yeah there's no reason like oh okay these are people they seem they seem cool and i'm a kid so i want to be cool (laughs) okay at 69 we've got thief 2 the metal age i have nothing to say about the thief i've never played a single one uh i've played very little thief to be honest but the little i did play was very fun uh, i feel like just, it should have been uh, 69 should have been reserved for something like like leisure suit larry or something just just a joke one like 69 should have been a joke ranking. Itself. yeah right i was thinking of that too i was just like <laughs> come on where's the joke yeah but no they instead put a game on there that's nice yeah uh, so at 68, you have Splunky, which... All right. I, I could see that being a thing. Yeah. I could see that being a Splunky's thing. Splunky's a fantastic game. I'm not good at it. Yep. But I've... Yeah, me either. I'm garbage at it, but it's fun. Yeah, like I've... Spe- it kept if me you're going a, like something fierce. Yeah, if you have... If those high-level Splunky players, man, it's just... It's insane. You're like, how in the world are you doing that? How in the world? As a developer, how the procedural generation works is giving me some really interesting ideas. No, well, so d- yeah, well, Splunky was is other than Splunky and um, Rogue Legacy were like the two forefront games to roguelikes, <laughs> like handheld, like indie developed roguelikes. Do you guys have it in front of you right now on the IGN yes. website? Yes. Yep. Do you see the I guy? Just got my list. You see the guy with the the mutton chops? He's kind of reaching for that guy's butt instead of the treasure. Yeah. What about it? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, it does look like it, doesn't it? Hey, each, everyone has their own type of treasure. I want that butt. <laughs> I think that voice fits him very well. He's like, hey, Splunky, uh, you get that treasure. I want that butt. Keep all that gold. I'm getting, I'm getting that. <laughs> I'm getting what they call <laughs> booty. Yeah, if you're not, you can't just look up the the, the list on IGN, so that then you will get the jokes and the references. If not, also just... <laughs> looking at the rest of this list, Donkey Kong, a good choice. Surprised, I didn't see Donkey Kong Country. It's not on the list at all, or we haven't gotten no, to. It? I didn't see it. Do Donkey Kong Country? Come on, come on now. Okay, they got they got Banjo Kazooie further down though, so it's close. Fuck Banjo. Oh, I I disagree on calling that close, but I do recognize that banjo kazooie is a very popular game yeah that's all you can say is it's popular it's not it's not something i enjoyed but i also got into it later on in life when i was kind of done with the concept of a collectathon yeah because it is a collectathon no buts about it it is so a collectathon so it's entirely possible that younger me would have fucking loved it i just never got into it i played it when it was so relevant i played most of the way through the game uh, up until like one or two levels before the uh, last level as a collector fun i think it's it's a collector fun done really well honestly like thinking about it now i don't know any other outs like 
any other place that actually like is just truly outstanding other than just it's a generally good game and a collectathon done well. Uh, I mean, maybe some unique the unique unique mechanics of it. I think it's okay for its spot. Maybe a little bit lower. I think Rock Band could have been higher, frankly. I could see that. Yes. Team Fortress 2. Uh, yeah, definitely. I could also see being a little higher. Uh, yeah. I'd actually put it above Rock Band, and I'd probably switch places with yeah. them. That or I'd, put, I'd switch uh, Rock Band and The Sims and then put TF2 above them. I would put TF2 at least where Banjo-Kazooie is. At least a few spots ahead. I could see that. Which, speaking of The Sims, that's 65 after TF2, and I mean, I can see its appeal. And when I had it when I was a kid, I was like, cool, it's like building your own house. Oh, wow, you can do all sorts of mods. So I did that, and I made all sorts of cool stuff with it. But I don't see why it's, I don't know. Even on the list, because ladies like The Sims. I think that one no, not, not why it's not uh, why it's on the list. I can see why it's on the list. It's still very popular to this day. It's the I just don't I see that's why it's there. What the appeal would be after a week? You get to torture people, and from a from a godlike perspective. Uh, they have a better game. It's called uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, but like in this game, it's like who got rid of all of the pool exits and the pool ladders? Oh, now we're dead. Uh, <laughs> we found uh, who put, oh, the, that's who put the whole family and drowned them in the pool? Oh. God. Yeah, no, that's that's a valid that's a valid point. You can do some really trolly stuff in there. Who put fifty people in a dark room with one toilet? <laughs> who shit all over the? <laughs> shit all over. The- yeah, because you said who put who put fifty people in a dark room with one toilet, and then I just said it was. Who- a- <laughs> yeah. It was it was a BuzzFeed article where people like described. Uh, like their their most sadistic thing they've done on The Sims, and somebody was like, "I put fifty people from the neighborhood into one room in one toilet with no privacy, and people were just pissing and shitting themselves all over the place." <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a BuzzFeed article that was stolen from a Reddit thread. Oh, probably. That doesn't that does not surprise me one bit. BuzzFeed stealing from Reddit. Okay, so oh, actually, this is a really fun fact about uh, The Sims. Will Wright, who made the game, was inspired to make it after his house burned down in a fire and was forced to rebuild his life from the ground up. Okay. Huh. And then, uh, yeah, the next one is, is interesting. Wright also meant the right. meant the Sims satirize, to be satirize American, American consumerism yeah. for very good reason. Yeah, it basically is. All right, so let's move on. Rock Band at sixty four. So you have the. The best Fallout overall, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero Two, even Rock Band Two, all four of those were pretty fantastic. Oh yeah, they were great for their time. They, they <laughs> just still replayable out. today. Shit. Yep. Yeah, I I, I uh, recently sold. It started to peter off for both of them when they both hit three. Yeah, and I, then any further yeah. they went, it's just it, you could see where it went from there. Although games like that did inspire artists like Post Malone to get into music. What? Post Malone was literally playing Guitar Hero one day, and he was like, shit, I wish I knew how to actually play guitar, and he started picking up guitar, and the next thing you know, he's who he is yeah, now. Yeah, he is. He's Post Malone, yeah. Nice. If y'all haven't played so, the Rock Band Beatles, it is a lot of fun. That's I did. Really is. Yeah, that, I did. It is, it is a good time. That's about everyone's is it, favorite. Is that a serial or something? Post Malone by Post, or... <laughs> Steve, are you telling a really bad joke? I have no idea what inspired his name, but uh, I can see why everyone's just like, 
What is Post Malone? Is it the state after being Malone? Leave Post Malone. I believe Post Malone. <laughs> Malone by Post Cereals. <laughs> Malone Cereal Bars. <laughs> okay. I don't know. So, I'm just uh, not into it, cereal. <laughs> At 63, you have the the best Fallout. Uh, Fallout 3. Okay, so confession time. I didn't know what Fallout 3 was uh, when I first bought it, when it first came out. And uh, I played it over like Thanksgiving break in high school. And I literally lost my mind. I thought I was in the game. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I, well, so it goes through the whole, like, spoilers, uh, I guess. But, like, it goes through the process of, like, you being born. And I was like... <sighs> what you know and i i don't know if i was just strung out on turkey and sweet potatoes but i was like wake up you're in the wasteland <laughs> yo dog i was so fucked up on turkey and and sweet potatoes over break man have you played I mean, fallout shit i didn't watch when i wasn't even playing a game i mean technically some people would argue that the current u.s situation is kind of like the modern wasteland but that tangent for another day I can also see why playing so much of it, your brain just goes, whoa. Got any caps? Smooth skin? <laughs> My god, Fallout 3 was so good. It is, and then Fallout I remember, 4 came out. I remember playing that during the end tale of a bad relationship and just getting fucking lost in this game. I love, Dude, Fallout... I, I am a big... I'm one of those people who are a huge fan of New Vegas because it took everything that Fallout 3 did but just made it slightly better. That's really good to hear. I still need to pick up New Vegas. I love New Vegas. I love it. I love I it it's it's my I like it I like it better than Fallout 3 and Fallout 4 cuz Fallout 4 is basically more Fallout 3 just with that stupid stupid base building aspect that no one likes. I you know, honestly, I like that. Well, it's I'm like one of the only people that does, but I like it because it's it's there's something more valuable to me or more rewarding when you start from the ground up and then you look around and you're like, oh shit, here we are. I was just like, I don't have time for that. Nobody got time for that. Oh, I made time. I made sure anyone that came by to try to tell me that I didn't have time, they just got sniped. Yeah, well, well, to tell a story on myself and uh, about Fallout 3 and, well, mainly it was, yeah, Fallout 3 and New Vegas because I think I picked them up around the same time. I think I, I got Fallout 3 a few months after it came out, I believe, because I remember watching footage of E3 and them showing off Fallout 3 and how you could load up one of the trash bazookas and shoot teddy bears and make head, people's heads explode and, and plates and all that other stuff. I remember seeing watching that footage at my buddy's house uh, because G4 used to show the E3 conferences, and I remember watching that. But, but the story and the anecdote that I have for it is that Fallout is one of those games that when I was dating my wife, my, my now wife, she would call me and be like, hey, when are you coming over? I'm like, oh, I'll be over in about 30 minutes or so. I would get a phone call four hours later with her asking me, where are you? What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, shit. What time is it? And she's like, you said you were going to be coming over here like 30 minutes ago. I'm like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. I was playing Fallout. And I really, I tr utterly and truly lost track of time. 
<laughs> yep, sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's I mean, the last thing I'll say about Fallout Three. Anybody who knows me hate knows I hate absolutely hates durability on weapons and breakable weapons. But Fallout Three has one of the best systems because you can repair it with the same kind of weapon. Is that on the yes. forefront of your mind because of Zelda? Yes. I hate That's exactly well because I just talked about it with Jay on the drive up to Columbus, and I was like, if I had the power over, you know, if we made a game and it had durability on weapons, this is how I would do it. Yes, I agree. Yeah, uh, I, the fact that I could repair weapons in Fallout Three, and the fact that I could only replace weapons in Fallout Four, really disappointed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. So, uh, I mean, granted, teach their own, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, so at uh, 62, Banjo-Kazooie, we've, I and, guess. And, again, couldn't get into it myself, but I can see why it was very popular. It did have a lot of top-quality things. Yeah, um, the, at 61, one of my favorite Super Mario games, um, Yoshi's Island. Ah, uh, Yoshi's Island. Yeah. Very good game. Such a good game. Yep. Uh, at 60, we have Silent Hill 2. I'm, I'm going to speed through these unless everyone has anything to say about it because we're running very that's, long. That's fair. Uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas at 59. Yep, good stuff. So we have... Uh, played at, it, but I've seen it. At 58, you have the original Mass Effect. I could go on for hours about this game. I'm not going to. Exactly, and, and I really wish Andromeda was better than it was. was yes, it, it, I also wish 3 had a better ending, uh, f- but I also know why it doesn't have a better ending and its reasons. But for anyone that wants to go and play it again, do check out the mods. Not because, oh, you can do that. No, they actually made HD and 2K retextures. Nice. Yeah, so, it, it looks sweet. So you have the basically the start. At 57, you have the start of the Call of Duty just master rate. I'm, I, that's not the term. But the, just the whole Call of Duty just start of the giant franchise that Call of Duty is with Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. Call of Duty 4, yep. or Call of Duty was always prevalent and it was there, but once it hit Modern Warfare is when it exploded. I do remember that. Everyone was like, oh my yes. god. Uh, Everybody had- played it. No matter what you were into, you, if you had a game console where you didn't have one, you still got one for it. So you can go play Call of, uh, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty 4, whatever it is. Yeah. The- Call gunshots and blow crap up and just troll each other yeah i actually didn't get into call of duty until call of duty modern warfare 2 and that is my jam like i love modern warfare 2 like i would play that till no end and that is how i got one of my uh nicknames uh akimbo slice because i used to run dual g18s um (laughs) that's all i would run with the the scavenger perk and the ninja and then the fast run so you just make sense yeah so you would just run dual g18s and mainly, 90% of the time that I played Modern Warfare 2, I was blackout drunk because I was also in my early 20s. The little times I played those, I just went on my friend's account and just shield killed people. <laughs> and he was like, you were getting me such shitty scores right now. Yeah, and I was my, like, sorry. Dude, my KD, <laughs> my KD, bro, my KD. No, no, it was more like gamer score and people leaving like bad reviews or whatever it is oh, for because, Xbox Live. Oh yeah, because he was being because you were basically this guy shield killed the whole round and I'm just like fuck you. <laughs> and there's kids trying to talk shit and I'm just like, man, I wonder if your parents know how you're telling me about how my mom does this and that. Yeah, yeah, talk about toxic environments, man. Shoo. 
actually fun story for that and then we can go on uh there was one time that happened and this one kid was just talking so much shit and dropping racial slurs and a friend of mine goes i wonder if your parents know what you're saying he's like yeah whatever i don't give i don't give a fuck come come at me i'm at blah 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 street and blah 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 he's like I know exactly where that area is. I live 15 minutes away. So he eventually went there, knocked on the door. The kid, thinking he was just talking tough shit, uh, doesn't have any idea. (laughs) So he uh, he gets greeted at the door by the parents, and he's like, hi, uh, do you have a kid that plays blah, blah, blah? And they're just like, yes? What the? He's like, Hi, well, I was just playing with him, and on top of not only telling me or uh, your address to confront him about things, which I'm not here for that, uh, I want to actually inform you of some of the things that I've made sure to remember to write down so you know exactly what he's saying, and started listing them off, and apparently uh, another friend that was in the group as said friend was still playing and heard the kid get berated before disconnecting <laughs> that's awesome yeah so it's just like that is that is beautiful that's fantastic okay so moving on yep. um, unless anyone has anything to elaborate on i agree <sighs> call of duty's there it deserves a spot i don't really i'm not really paying attention to the listing and i think it probably deserves mid 50s because it, it's it, significant it's it's a good spot so at 56 we have batman arkham city uh, yeah, I'd actually put that there. Not only was it a really good game, it actually also provided a lot of mechanics that were going to be used in future, not only installments of that title, but in other titles. Uh, a lot of Assassin's Creed games. Um, yep. A lot of beat up and brawler type open world games, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, the Witness at 55. Jonathan Blow's basically um, uh, magnum wow. opus. I got, I got a question. Um, so I'm reading the description because I've never gotten to play this. Uh, how similar is this to Mist? Because um, it sounds very similar. It is highly influenced by Mist. Um, there are thousands of puzzles. Uh, they are very difficult, and I believe IGN gave it a ten when it came out. Damn! Like it's it's I, I it's not my cup of tea. I don't. I'm not a big like adventure puzzle game. Like I like you know, your standard puzzle games like Tetris, so on and so forth. Like, you know, you know, match threes stuff like puzzle games. Not like these. Not these puzzle games. I don't have the patience Charlie. to to do them. Cajun, did you die? No. He just pulled a Steve. <coughs> he's 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 gone. He's gone. Alright, we'll we'll get back to that. So at fifty four you have Journey. He's not yeah, his mic disappeared on the the Discord. So at at fifty three we have fifty four we have Journey. You know that game Journey. I know of it. I've never played it. Oh my god! Same. What? Yeah. I, oh what? I've, I've always wanted to. Man, Steve, if if you had PlayStation Plus like nine months ago, they gave it away for free just to let you know. I'll, I'll figure out a way to play it, but I. I've wanted to play it since I saw it. It's great. Um, the game is basically I, I don't I'm not gonna tell you anything about it about it really, but the game is basically you play as this desert dude and you try to get up the mountain. And the whole game is basically the journey to the tip of the oh. mountain and those you encounter. And those you encounter are actual really actual real people. I see. So yeah. So uh fifty three we have Uncharted Two Among Thieves, the best Uncharted game. Uh fifty two. See- 
wait, what were you as, saying? As, as, um, a, a little caveat about the Uncharted games, uh, as much as a Naughty Dog fanboy as I am, uh, I haven't played any of the Uncharted games. Dude, do you own a do you own a PS4 or a PS3? I have a PS4. I, I've only had it for a year, so get get just I'm go planning on it. Go buy the Uncharted collection. I think you get all three of them, and then the fourth one. I mean, I could possibly just give it to you because I've beat it and played it, and I'm just like I, I could sell it for probably five dollars to GameStop, but or share it with someone. Whoa! So really? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't care. I mean, it's either sell it for pennies or let someone enjoy it. I will give you a cool $20. <laughs> I don't think that's needed, but I appreciate it. Yeah, Uncharted... $20, take it or leave it. Yeah, Uncharted... All right, all right, all right, all right, 30 <laughs> Just take my money. Uh, Uncharted Uncharted is great. It's a great franchise. If you're, I recommend it for any fans who are... A, if you're a fan of Tomb Raider, because... Without the new Uncharted series, the new Tomb Raider series wouldn't exist. Um, that is true. That's yeah. fair. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Nolan, it basically cemented Nolan North as one of the greatest video game voice actors of all time. I don't have much else to say about it. It's a great game. Uncharted 2 is fantastic. Uncharted, the series, is fantastic. 2 is better than 1. 3 is it's- good, but 2 is still my favorite. And 4 is just good, too. They're all good. They're all great games. I wouldn't... I don't recommend playing them all back to back, even though I did. I played one and two back to back and then and then three because it was one of those periods in my life where I was laid off for like two months and I didn't have to work and I just sat at the house and played video games. It was great. Uh money wasn't good, but the the, the fun was good. So um, it's on my list. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great. I, I recommend it. So at fifty two we have Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. You just cut out. Legend of Zelda, yep. Majora's Mask. I cut out. There we go. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. So at fifty-two, yeah, Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask. My favorite. A fun game. Majora, my favorite. Very game. fun game. That is why I'm very curious to is is Cajun. Are you st- are you here? Are you back yet? Did what ha- something happen? Did you die, sir? Cajun, your mic is gone. Just to let you know, in case you didn't know. Maybe he had the baby. Maybe, maybe he for like twenty minutes. Maybe. So long, pee-pee. Yeah, he did say BRB, so okay. All right, so I guess he had to go do something. Maybe his son woke up. His child, I understand that. Okay, so at 50, yeah, Majora's Mask, I don't have much to say about it. I agree. I mean, the ranking, it deserves a ranking. It's great. It's fantastic. Um, I I like it. I have yet, uh, the, the, I guess the zeitgeist around it has changed a lot because I remember a lot of people hating it at the time when it first came out. I mean, yeah, because it wasn't Ocarina of Time and you brought it out shortly after ocarina of time and everyone's going to have that precedent set and they're going to go well this isn't this isn't the happier this is a little more weird and this is that and i don't like how it's changing into this and it's all masks and and i'm just just sitting here years later going yeah but it's the only one where in the timeline link essentially dies at the beginning thematically my 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 favorite and it makes the most sense to me it's good i really like it i i didn't i never played the remake i should have on the the 3ds but i no longer have a 3ds because i sold it shortly after i got my switch and i was like i never need you again sold (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just reading the little did you know pieces and apparently it was born out of the reluctance to create an ocarina of time expansion for the n64 disc drive called ura zelda and Miyamoto dared uh, Eiji Aonuma to create a sequel in one year, and as a reward, they would cancel the expansion. So out of spite, Majora's Mask was made. Yep, 
That's it. Yeah, I've heard that. That, that is incredible. I, he made a whole game I, in a year. I resonate with that level of spite on so many levels. <laughs> That's why, like, 80% of the assets are all uh, taken from Ocarina. Yeah, which makes perfect yeah. sense at that point. It's an active, uh, yeah, the last little did you know thing on the IGN. It says active development for Ocarina of Time took four years, but Majora's Mask was finished and just won by reusing the engine and assets. Yep. That so good. is awesome. So at, at 51, we have Overwatch. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, Overwatch is phenomenal. Yeah, I'm not even going to... haven't played it. I, it's, it's very fun, very engaging, and there's absolutely something that many people can enjoy about it. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a reason why there's the Overwatch League. There's the reason why Blizzard started, like, a whole, basically, a whole e-force, uh, e-sports league based off of one game. Well, I mean, yeah, because they want to keep relevancy. But at the same time... They also have a lot of depth in their characters and amount of detail and interconnectivity. Yeah, they did. They just kind of they basically Blizzard um, keeps building on the lore of it. Um, it's great. I mean, I I don't play it anymore, but when it first came out, I played it. I was like, this is great. The art style is fantastic. Everything about this is great. It feels great. All the characters feel unique and different. Everything about this is great. I also yeah. like StarCraft. <laughs> did i say something about starcraft it's just everything could have also been applied to starcraft yeah yeah no i mean it's it, i mean you're right and i also like starcraft as well yeah starcraft is awesome it's better than warcraft but you know too bad starcraft ghost never saw the light of day too bad yeah yeah okay at 51 we have deus ex the first one the okay original deus ex okay i, I mean i have nothing to say about that because i never played it also that was number 50 not 51 oh 50 yeah overwatch was 51 baldur's gate right. at 49 miss pac-man at 48 counter-strike 1.6 at 47 okay. uh persona 4 golden at 46 heard a lot of good things about persona 4 oh I haven't played it yet you if you do not play do not play persona 4 play persona 4 golden dig you uh, somehow get a hold of a vita um and play the golden play that they have bit vo different voice actors better animation they've changed they basically remade the whole game okay but that the, the golden is the subs the, the definitive version of persona 4 it's awesome i love it that, that that's i i at the time when i was playing persona 4 i i played it and I got like 30 or 40 hours into it. Started over because I took like a huge break from it. Picked it back up. And at, at the time I was working at, um, at the job I was working and the guy I was riding with was showing up to work at like two hours before work started. So basically um, for those two first two hours of work, I would sit and play my Vita before work started. And then I would play it at lunch and I'd play it on breaks and I would play it waiting for the shift to end. I would play it any chance I got. And I completed it my first run at 120 hours and immediately went back and pl started playing it again. It is that good. It is just, it's fantastic. It's great. Damn. One of the, one of right, the, one of the best modern RPGs. And without Persona, Persona, without Persona, Persona, blah, 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 without Persona 4 Golden, 5 would not be as popular as it is. Yeah, that makes sense. So, okay. At 45, we have Earthbound. Oh, Earthbound, yes. It should have been higher on the list. Like I what, agree. Like around in the twenties or thirties. You... I, uh, I would put it in the twenties. list that I want to play on emulator with an actual controller. Well, Earthbound. Yeah. 
I can I, recommend I, uh, I can recommend a controller if you need it. I have one that connects via USB that's not only shape similar but feels just like a perfectly worn in Super Nintendo controller. I, I just gotta get one that like, I've got a USB controller, but it's like recognized by nothing. So yeah, uh, you could uh, yeah get well, a let super, me know. I can link you to the thing. You could get a super the one of those uh, NES cla- or Super NES classics. And then break it, jailbreak it, or hack it, like a lot of people have done. Mm, that is technically of an option. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and since the game sells for like around a eighty to a hundred and something dollars, and you're just gonna play it for pleasure and to check it out and uh, probably experience out of, it out of box and used, perhaps. Yeah, like out of box and used, it sells for around eighty to a hundred and something dollars. I'm yeah, sure. and the and the whole shebang is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Either way, Earthbound is one of those games that really inspired a ton of modern nerd culture. And you may be going, what do you mean? I'm talking about, look at the internet. Look at a lot of people's shirts. You might recognize things like Fangamer. You might recognize things like Sanchi and a bunch of other places that have obviously made merchandise for video games. Earthbound was the genesis for Fangamer because that originally started off on the starman.net forums as a bunch of people that just happened to enjoy the game that eventually decided screw it i want to make some clothes that also look like this or a hat or pins or a poster and they actually enmassed um, a bunch of fan-made stuff <coughs> it was the original sold. homestuck then sorry said it was the original homestuck then Homestuck? except homestuck never really inspired stuff to the level of fan gamer but yeah I thought Undertale was uh, originally started as a Homestuck uh, fan project or something like that. It didn't start as a fan project. What ended up happening was they started off having the money for the Homestuck game, uh, hired a developer. That developer took the money and ran, and that's when Toby Fox decided that he was going to try making a game in RPG Maker just to see if he could do it himself instead of hiring other people and to see what would come out to be. That's how we got into it. Yeah, to, Toby gotcha. Fox. Toby Fox did a, uh, a what was it a Halloween mod for um, Earthbound? Yeah, and he actually has been cited to say that he doesn't even like that mod anymore. Well, it's probably because he's done it. He did it for so long, and he's just like, I need to do something else. He's probably saying no, he's probably stating he that was like so sixteen can... when it came out. Yeah, so he... he looks back at it like it was one of his cringy kid projects. Yeah, he's well, basically, mean, he's trying to distance himself from that project. I mean, that's, yeah. that's just that's that's typical artist behavior. I make something and I instantly hate it when I'm done with it. That's true. Yeah. Okay. It, it, let's move on. Forty-four. We have Resident Evil classic. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Diablo 2. Hit the camera angles. Oh, yeah. The fucking tank controls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, uh, 43, Diablo 2. Also another classic. Great yeah. version. Blizzard killing it. They've been killing it since the dawn of Blizzard. Uh, yep. Speaking of Blizzard, StarCraft at 42. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have the Mac Daddy of MMOs that's still relevant, and people still play it, and it rakes in money hand over fist day after day. <laughs> World of Warcraft at 41. I've lost so much Even of my I life to this game. so many hours on this. Jesus. And I, I'm I very, go from game to game to game. I'm very glad I never got into it. I tried it on a friend's PC. Uh, 
I thought I had taken an hour to try it. It felt it turned out I took four. And after that, I was like, that is incredibly terrible. I'm staying away from that. Yeah, I I never got into it. Like I had a lot of friends in high school who played the crap out of it. I had one friend who actually had to go to the doctor and was diagnosed with diabetes because he wasn't getting enough exercise because of this game. Like he became severely overweight. Um, Ouch. Yeah, he uh yeah, bad things. But it, it it's it is. It's it's it deserves it. 41, it could probably have been ranked much higher in the probably 20s, maybe even the top 10 because of just how juggernaut of a big powerhouse that it has been and still is. Yeah. Um so okay, at 40 we have Star Wars the Nazi the Old Republic, the only reason to own an Xbox. I heard Koto was right good. now. What was that? Overspeak. Could not understand either of you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Glenn. Oh, I was just saying that I have KOTOR on my machine right now, but I've never played it. Yeah, I, I bought them, bought it years. I bought one and two uh, a couple of years back when there was like a big Star Wars sale on Steam. And I was like, both of these games for like $6? Hell yes. And I played KOTOR you can get for on, uh, Android for 10 bucks. I've actually got it on my phone right now. That's cool. I didn't know it had come to mobile. Mm-hmm. At 39, we have the greatest trolling experiment of all time. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. That was a phenomenal game. Oh, it is. It's incredible. I love it. It's so good. But I'm just saying Kojima's like, oh, hey, you're going to start out as Snake, and there goes the rug, and you get to play the whole game as Raiden. And everyone was like, dude, no, Raiden, not cool. He sucks. <laughs> but I, no, it's it's great. It's great. So yeah, we have the greatest Final Fantasy of all time at 38, Final Fantasy VI. No, I still haven't played this one. Yep, same. Um, the one with Kefka and how he basically um, the bad guy wins and he becomes God. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I know I know it's the best one, but it's it's a I, lot of people big you know people who are big been following Final Fantasy since basically forever. This is a lot of people's favorite Final Fantasy. Uh, okay, yeah. we're we're going to uh, 37. Yeah, there's nothing much I could there's not much I can say about it so we're gonna move on 37 Mass Effect 2 the yes. best the best That's Mass the Effect best yep. <laughs> uh, agreed best Mass Effect glad we're all on agreement three was, three was on its way but the ending was <laughs> and honestly it would have been the best if they were given more time to actually flesh out three the way they wanted to instead of that stupid friggin thing EA was doing where they were pushing everyone to make a single installment for each game every year and then split up the entire team yeah no i uh, my only problem with mass effect 3 is the fact that um bioware basically didn't have the balls to stick to the original ending that they had i would Bioware was forced to push it out before they could actually properly put in the ending but then they patched it and i was just like you should have just stuck to your guns and just kept it and not catered again this is this is the period where ea was pushing people like bioware which by then wasn't even uh, consisting of the majority of the primary team that worked on the first two those got split up into different games uh to just push out something and release something else in response to everyone's reaction to the ending yeah mass effect 3 definitely got the shaft in multiple ways and I really think that if they were given even the amount of time between Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 1 for Mass Effect 3, we would have had a different opinion about the ending to this day. Yeah, the the uh, my problem with uh, Mass Effect 2, in my opinion, is is the best, like I said, the best Mass Effect game. Mass Effect, yeah. The problem yep. I have with Mass Effect 3 is that the way the uh, resource mining, I did not like it in comparison to the second yep. one. 
Um, mechanically, though, Mass Effect Three is the best. I think the mechanic, like the gun, the third person shooting, and all that other stuff, is probably shines in Mass Effect Three versus Mass Effect Two. Yep, but I'll, other, I'll agree to that. But other than that, Mass Effect Two is still like the kink. Like it's the best. Yeah, definitely. It's the first game that I actually went out and bought all of the DLC for. I with bought, very good reason because all that DLC is fantastic. I bought the uh, PS3 one, so it had all the DLC with it, except for the other DLC they released, like the armor and all that other stuff. Nice. But I never got to play the first one, but I played the second one, and that game, one summer, literally is all I played. Like I had a buddy of mine who, who lived up the street, and he was like, hey man, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, playing Mass Effect. And he would call me the next day, what are you doing playing Mass Effect? Like, that's all I did. And it was one of the... I think I had three trophies away from platinuming it in one of the very first games I played on my PS3. Like, that I actually wanted to platinum just because of how much I loved that game. And still, to this day, love that game. I would appreciate... God, I need to play that game again. I would appreciate an HD remake. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, so- again, this is another one of those games that you should look for the mods for because they also did a texture overhaul for a majority, if not all, of the assets for Mass Effect 2 and 3. All right. Cool, cool. Okay. So if you got them on, like, PC, go do it up. All right, I'll have to check it out and see how much it... Maybe I'll try to catch it on sale at some point. At uh, 36, we have Pokemon Yellow, the best Pokemon game of the original. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll take your word for it. I, I played Blue and Red, and then I just stopped caring. Yellow is... I, you could say it's a lot different and not very different at the same time, uh, it being a Gen 1 game. I'm honestly kind of surprised it's the only other Pokemon game on the list besides Pokemon Go. Because like, I figured somewhere there you would have... The only... S- the, the Game Boy games, out of the Game Boy games, there are two really good Game Boy games. So you have Pokemon Yellow and Pokemon Crystal. Those are the two that are the best. And you're only seeing one of these yeah. games because all the Pokemon games are still the same. Yeah, it's Baby's First RPG. In the Switch one, I really hope it is great. I, re- I, I usually... Even, like, Pokemon Stadium isn't on the list, you know? It's like, that was pretty cool back in the day. Stadium was uh, a cool I concept, mean- I agree. Yeah, I mean, I agree that it's a cool concept, but I, I mean, it's probably if they had like an 150 top 150, it's probably was on there somewhere. Yeah. Um. Okay. Um. At 35, we have the OG, The Legend of Zelda. I could I could vibe with that being there. And full disclosure, I've never played the original Zelda. Really? Nope. Never played it. My first it's taste my of, of need a controller. My first taste of Zelda is Ocarina of Time. Actually, no, no, no. It was uh, Legend of Zelda DX. Oh wow! That was my first Zelda game, and then I, I, my favorite Zelda game games together is the Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons games. Those are my two favorite Zelda games. Okay, I think they're better than Ocarina of Time. I think they're better than most of them. Like, it's my fa- favorite Zelda game, or the, the Oracle Ages and Oracle Seasons game. And when they came to the 3DS, I was like, oh my god, yes! And now I can't play them anymore. I played them enough back in the day. At 34, we have Bloodborne, the best of the Soulsborne games. Honestly, I would put Zelda above Bloodborne. Yeah, me too, but, I mean, it's great. Like, Bloodborne is 
incredible and if yeah it also does a lot of things that zelda did in a very very interesting manner it made you explore but instead of it being you know a lot of dead ends like in legend of zelda almost everywhere connected to each other there yeah. were rarely any dead ends and that to have that level of intricacy in a map is absolutely impressive uh steve um did you do you have did you have place do you have PlayStation Plus at all? Nope. Yeah, because you could have got this game for free last month. Well, fuck. Apparently, yeah. the soundtrack alone took over two years to compose. Jesus, the, sound, the soundtrack is, is, that is the, insane. The whole game is incredible. It's so good. It's from another, Soft's like best game. Another another confession. Um, I'm not not super interested in playing Bloodborne. I like I love the way it looks, but I I think I watched the entire like Game Grumps uh playthrough. <laughs> Sam, did you watch the one where for like an for like half an hour they were stuck in one spot like in the cathedral? They're like, yep. where do I where do I do put this key? Where do I put this key? Where does it go? Oh yeah. Yep. And so I, I was kind of like, so I was kind of like, meh, eh, <laughs> I lived it already. I don't need to do it again. <laughs> I dig that. Yeah, no, it's good though. It's a great game. It deserves to be in the top 100. Okay, so 33, we have Metroid Prime. Yes. One of the few big AAA games that I have actually finished. We have at 32, the greatest Resident Evil game of all time, Resident Evil 4. Yeah. Uh, yes, where a bunch of white people pretend to be Spanish. <laughs> Nice, nice. It, it, I mean, it's it was great for its time. I bought it on. Um, Capcom had a sale last year, sometime around October, and I bought a pack of Resident Evil Four, Five, and Six for twenty bucks. And I was like, "All right, that's a pretty good deal." It was all digital. I have, and I booted up Resident Evil Four. I was like, "This game is incredible," and it doesn't play as good as it should. Why? Because games, shooter, like horror games have evolved and the whole pivoting from one foot is super dated. Hence why I think yeah. Dead Space is a much better game than Resident Evil 4, but Resident Evil 4 is still a very good game. Yeah, you don't see Dead Space on this list. <laughs> yeah, Dead Space is, the first one is great. Like it's, it's I, I don't know, I don't think we've gotten to it yet. So, okay, we're moving on. 31, we have Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. I agree that it is a great game, spot-wise. I haven't played it, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. They're, they have tons of sales. Glenn, I don't know what your setup is. Um, but The answer is I could definitely play it now. <laughs> okay, so I guess PC-wise, uh, I bought it recently. I bought the complete collection because GameStop had a sale for the Witcher 3 and all of its DLC for like $25, and I was like, okay. I got it for free when I got my graphics card for my computer, and I just never got it. Oh my god, did, it, did they expire? Did the game key expire? Oh, probably. I just didn't care oh enough about god. The Witcher. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh my god. Okay, so at 30, we have Metal Gear Solid. Submitting Hideo Kojima's place in the pantheon of video game legends. I'd say it's a it's about right to be in the 30s, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. So at 29, we have Super Mario Galaxy. I have nothing to say about it. Super Mario Galaxy is awesome. Uh, it's great. Yeah, yeah no, I, I Galaxy, was a, Galaxy was a great installment in the Mario series. We have uh, at 28, Shadow of Colossus. Yes. I could never get into it, but I always respected the game itself. Okay. I mean, I, I, it's great. It's lo it's awesome. I wanted to get the remake, the HD remake, but then again, I was like, I really don't want to spend that money on like an eight-hour game at the time. So at twenty-seven, we have Bioshock. I just Bioshock. I just bought the remaster for PC, and 
uh, although it doesn't look, it's not remastered enough. It's still a great game. Like yeah. I have, I have, I have a it's, boner it's for this game. Great. It is a great game. Like if you know me and Jay and our love for uh, Art Deco, everything. Like I love this game. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Bioshock, did you know some of the original designs for Little Sisters before they became actual little girls were slugs, crabs, and a dog in a wheelchair? Oh, that's I'm re- that's, that's a real thing. That is literally the real thing. Yes, that is so the actual source of the reference. That's terrible. I'd have, I'd have trouble. You originally... Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It was trying to invoke that level of emotional torment of that decision and they decided they didn't want to go and freak out animal rights activists and stuff so they went with the little sisters eventually like i would originally it was a slug and they were like no one's gonna give a fuck about slugs so then uh, naturally crabs right uh, it was either crabs or at that time also possibly a frog with a funnel coming out of its ass or maybe herpes what? <laughs> yeah that was a thing that was the thing they debated like i would have had a harder time deciding what to do with the dogs than the little sisters is that terrible no, no. in our society but you know i guess it was it's better than like dogs that were just dragging their useless legs behind them i mean <laughs> right it doesn't have wheelchair they didn't say anything about wheelchairs it's just basically a paraplegic dog uh yeah. hold on let me get you the reference if you dare want to question the source they have concept art i want to see it <laughs> okay <laughs> You know what? I'm going to actually let you find that out. Ready? 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 We're going to do this very simply. I want you to go to Google, and I want you to search for two, for one specific phrase, dog in a wheelchair Bioshock. Okay. That's actually autofill on Google. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. And behold, you not only have a dog in a wheelchair, you have a frog with a funnel coming out of, uh, out of its ass. Behold, okay, so I'm not fucking with you. There, that was actually there. They even got a 3D model of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Holy shit. Like, behold. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, that's a lot of Google Alphabet soup. Let me let me replace that with. Yeah. Well, uh, lower. D- uh, um, if image? you scroll down in that Google Images, you see a turtle with Legos. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We just have. We just have. Oh god. But I wasn't fucking with you this whole time. These are legit things, and I thought that was phenomenal for a concept. Like that's what the little sisters were re- replaced. Yeah. That's what the little sisters replaced. Yeah, I wouldn't have had that hard of a time just destroying that paraplegic dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I found the. I found the Lego turtle. <laughs> I didn't have our time. Okay, so let's move on. At number 26, we have Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild. It is a I'm really a fucking good from Zelda game. What was that, Cajun? I said, I'm a little surprised it's actually not higher on the list. Uh, since it, I mean, it's great. It's good. It, it, it's not without its without its problems, but it is a good, it's a great game. It's an incredible game, and it basically redefined what a 3D open-world adventure game is. Do you know how much... Which th- is why I'm surprised it's not higher. Which is why i had such a problem like okay so march of last year is when the switch came out i bought a switch i bought legend of zelda breath of the wild i also bought horizon zero dawn which is also an incredible game i played the crap i dropped everything like i literally bought her uh zelda i bought horizon then i bought persona 5 i dropped everything for zelda everything and played it 
until I beat it. You can do a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah, I, I mean, particularly like the concept of stasis. I mean, there's just, I mean, that, God, that game. It's so good. It is so good. It will go down. It probably will. My buddy, um, during the time we, I was, GoGo wasn't on hiatus and I had a good friend of mine, Chris, and he was taught, he talked about this game and he said that no doubt about it, that this game will go down as one of the greatest, if not greatest Zelda of all time. It's definitely one of them. It's definitely one of them. All right. 25. We have Sid Meier's civilization four yep such um, an like, amazing game like like i said i like an rts every once in a while I like a civ game every once in a while uh, i spent more time on three but four is nothing to be scoffed at at all i bought civ 5 at a steam sale for like ten dollars and i have dabbled in it i was like i just don't have the time right now to really get into the nitty-gritty of a civilization game number 24 Jay and lots of people of Wraith Games' favorite and my least favorite game, Minecraft. I think but, I would like Minecraft oh, if I didn't know the creator was such a garbage heap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just a little, a garbage piece. A little insulted. It's so high on the list, but it, I mean, like, how many YouTube videos is just somebody playing Minecraft? Yeah, how many How many people has it launched their YouTube slash Twitch slash content creator career? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make... reason it might be so high is just because of the influence I had, that it had on the content creator scene, you know? Like, it, it's up there with the Twitch Plays Pokemon, frankly, or probably, probably better, more than. I'm, I'm honestly going to make this comparison, and I'm going to get some probably immediate what? reactions i honestly think minecraft for the last since since 2009 so the last 10 years essentially became mario for a new generation and you may be going what do you mean you're playing as a nobody but this is the thing it's really encompassed a whole new concept to them not only do you get platforming not only do you get adventure and survival you also get legos we have yep. given kids neo legos that's exactly what it is because my son has legos and he has minecraft and even to me because i grew up with legos you know the difference is like you can imagine being the little minifigure you're moving around the lego thing you made in minecraft you are in hit the minifigure's eyes you are the one jumping around yeah i have said time and time again that my son will never play minecraft ever <laughs> We had this discussion before. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least now the money would be going to my, uh, Microsoft instead of a garbage heap. Yeah. Not at my house. No, I mean, if he wants to play Minecraft, then he can go get a job and he can go build his own computer or buy his own PlayStation or Switch or my, Xbox or whatever. You want to play Minecraft, you play it outside. Yeah. No. <laughs> Hook the TV up. <laughs> With an actual, with a pickaxe. I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I do not understand. I mean, I understand like the cultural significance of Minecraft. I've said this time and time before. I understand like all the cool things that it, you people can do in it. It is not for me. I do not like it. There is nothing appealing about it. It isn't visually stimulating to me. I don't want to run around and do absolutely nothing. I don't want to build anything in a game i want direction i want a story i want to be told what to do or where to go or i want i just don't i don't want to i don't want to make my own adventure if i want to, i don't want to do that shit i don't i do not i want to go on a, if i want to go on an adventure i'll go on an adventure in real life i don't want to do it in a video game <laughs> 
Great, are you okay? <laughs> I, I felt like I turned into Lewis Black there for a second. If you could, if, I was going to say you were like one <laughs> sentence away from an aneurysm. Yeah, like if, if you could, if this was being filmed, which eventually I think it's going to be, and we'll be streaming it on Twitch under Wraith Games, Twitch.tv slash Wraith Games. I'm sure it's going to get to that point at some point. But I felt uh, Wraith like, Games official. Wraith Games official. Yeah, like I felt like I was like Lewis Black, like that right there. Like I was. Oh God. I just do. I don't. I do not like Minecraft at all. Grant's yeah. tube something's gonna have biggest regret is that I died before Minecraft. Yeah, probably. Okay, so let's move on. Twenty three. We have Halo two. Got no. I, I got, mean, Halo two was popular. I never got into Halo because that was basically the game that I saw a bunch of bros playing, and I was like, I'm not gonna be that. I played the crap out of Halo two, but you know, I guess I'm a bro. Not enough grip ball. No, Halo 2 is my favorite Halo. That's yeah, because that was the one you could like dual wield weapons, and that was a big deal. Yeah, and that's when you had the uh, the hand cannon that was OP, OP. Like you could snipe someone from across the map with the hand cannon, with the gun, with the handgun, and it was awesome. Nice. I just I just remember being like, dude, get out of the banshee! What are you doing? No banshees in this level. <laughs> You had to make up your own rules. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we, we have at number 22, we have Half Life. Half Life 3 will never happen. Stop. Yep. It's, it will never happen. Just stop. What a, what a classic. <laughs> what a classic. On top of that, what a classic reference. What? Do get out of Banshee? Half Life 3. Yeah. Not confirmed. Never will be. 20, never. We have 21, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Metal Gear Solid versus Metal Gear Solid, other than Metal Gear Solid 5. Okay. So we have number 20, another. Uh, another Activision game, The Last of Us. Is that Activision? Is that Activision? No, that's Naughty it's, Dog. That's it's Naughty, Naughty Dog. Dog. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, wait a minute, it's what? Dog. I was thinking of Activision. I don't slash, think I was the thinking Last of Us should be up here. I, I honestly would put this in the higher thirties or even the lower forties. Even though it, I mean, it is. I mean, it is great. Oh yeah, no, I fucking loved it. I just don't think it was. You know, I, I don't think. <sighs> I don't know. I, you know, I don't think it deserves as much of a reverence that's being given on this list. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think it, it deserves the spot, but it also it, there's other games that deserve probably better. But it still it's good. It deserves definitely a spot on the top 100, at least upper 50, at least around you know 30s, 20s. I think it deserves it. I have I have nothing to say about it other than it's a fantastic game. And if you've never played it, get it. You can get it on the PS4. You can get it on the PS3. That's all you can get it on. <laughs> we have 19 Doom. Pro Doom. Shoot the cyber demon till it dies. Yeah, we have. Doom. I remember being a little six, five, six-year-old kid watching my dad play Doom and just being so freaked out when he came out, like came up against a uh, cyber demon for the first time. I was like, holy, hid behind the desk. Yeah, Doom was one of those games that when I saw it, I was blown away. But I could never play it on my own. <laughs> Can't, uh, no, Doom is basically the start of FPSs. Period. Yeah, like the it Doom. is essentially the genesis of that concept. Yeah, without Doom, so all there the would games be... that you like that have an FPS element to them in one way or another, you can thank Doom. Yeah. You can thank ID or ID or however you want to pronounce yeah, you it. You can think, yeah, it's off. Okay, yeah. wait, which one gets more should get more credit, Doom or Wolfenstein? Because aren't they like pretty similar? Doom, yeah, Doom. <laughs> I would, I would go with Doom. Did Doom, come, Doom I think uh, like, no. did, did Doom become uh, come before Wolfenstein? I want to say it no, did. no, yeah, yeah, no. Well, when did Wolfenstein 3D come out? Uh, Google, hold on. I, I'm doing it right now. I uh, know that Doom was the one that really brought it, like made it big. 
Okay, so Doom, or Wolfenstein 3D was released in May 5th of 1992. Doom came out in 1993. 1990 what? 92. May 5th, 1992 was Wolfenstein 3D. Okay, and what about Doom? Doom came out in 93. Gotcha. Wow, really? Yeah. But I'd say Doom has much more cultural significance either be a lot of because of the controversy behind yes. the original doom that came out that would hark back to one of our first episodes um the very fir- the yeah. first episode we did when we talked about gun gun violence and we talked about columbine and all that other stuff i mean just go listen to the first episode if you're confused everybody yeah yeah doom has definitely a culture of significance in controversy and prestige and lots of other things yeah and I, I'm, I'm not discounting that at all I was, i'm just i was just Asking, like, which one actually did it first of the kind of first person view on going around and shooting stuff? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Doom. Uh, yeah. Doom. Fantastic. I, I have nothing else to other say than I'm, I, I'm in total agreement with Glenn that without Doom, Call of Duty wouldn't exist. Halo, Destiny, almost every first person shooter would not exist without Doom. I just wish I was better at it. <laughs> That's called Quake because they had a Quake tournament in the new ones, and it, I think you could win like twenty thousand dollars or something, even if you like did decent. Because they're bringing Quake back, Quake Arena. Oh yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yep. So we have at number eighteen, we have Chrono Trigger. And who can't spend hours talking about this game? Yeah, yeah. There's there's not enough podcast left to talk about this game. And on top of that, it also was the beginning to one of my favorite. Super Nintendo RPGs. No, yeah, Chrono. Chrono Trigger. Basically, what I'm sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just uh, want to say I also didn't mean to pause for a little long as I did, (laughs) but I almost yawned. But uh, basically, Secret of Mana was made with a lot of Chrono Trigger assets that weren't able to fit on there because originally it was going to come out for the CD expansion back when Nintendo and Sony were working together. Nice. So basically, we got two games out of one and oh yeah because akira toriyama did a lot of the the art assets for like the concept art and stuff didn't he for secret of mana i can't remember that part to be honest yeah i think i mean if it i don't know i i I also i like secrets of evermore too but i like one of those Mm, people who have to check out evermore I'm, a, I'm one of those people who like Secrets of Evermore. I think, wasn't Legend of Mana the one of the first ones where you could co-op? I believe you could switch off, you could do two players? Uh, Secret of Mana was, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so at 17 we have Grand Theft Auto V. I don't think we need to say much about that. I don't think it deserves as high as a spot, but... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I agree that it shouldn't deserve that, but I definitely would have put it maybe in the 20s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dark Souls at 16. Got nothing to say. Dark Souls... I'm not a big fan of Dark it's, Souls. I like Bloodborne. Nothing else. I like I like all of the series, but to be honest, I just can't get into it that good. Yeah. Maybe because it means I have to get good, and I just don't have the patience for it. Exactly. I really like it. Yeah. Is, it is fantastic, though. I've seen it played. I've seen it played all the way through. They are great games. The level design is pretty awesome. The character design is pretty uh, cool. The story actually has a massive lore to it, and... I mean, some of the actual game story that you play in is rather neat, but I just haven't uh, gotten to playing it much. Steve, is Natalie... Natalie's a big fan of Dark Souls. Uh, You know, maybe. I'm not sure I've had a conversation with her about that. I think when I went to visit up there, we we had a conversation about Dark Souls, I believe. I'm a huge fan of the first one. Demon Souls? Uh, Okay, the second one. Demon Souls was the very first one that was published by Namco right. 
Bandai and or Bandai Namco, whatever, however it goes this time. I think they're all Bandai Namco. Yeah, but this one was published and distributed by, and then Dark Souls is picked up by. It's a was a Demon Souls is a PlayStation exclusive. Yes. Yeah. Demon Souls is the first one, and then Dark Souls is multi-platform. It was just one, two, the three. first experience. Like somebody had told me about the game, and they're like, "You got to play it," but I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And you just shouldn't look up anything about it unless you really, really need to. And then, like, just a wave of frustration over the next few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I never played. I played Demon Souls, and I died m- tons of times. And I was like, I'm done. I don't care. All right, so we're going to get in the top 15. Top 15, we have Super Street Fighter 2. Yes. Or well, Actually, it's just yes. Street Fighter 2, not Super Street Fighter, just Street Fighter 2. Regardless, Street Fighter 2, one of the first games I had on my Super Nintendo, was goddamn fantastic <laughs> and still to this day my favorite Street still, Fighter. Yeah, still holds up. There's still tournaments. I think they still have a version of it playing at Evo. I still think they, they have a Street Fighter 2 ver- uh, like tournament at Evo. It's also the first uh, exposure I had to what turned out to be one of my favorite uh, video game music composers, uh, Yoko Shimamura who is also known for Super Mario RPG, Kingdom Hearts, Legend of Mana. Nice. I have a soft yeah. spot a spot in my heart for Kingdom Hearts. I have two tattoos, and my firstborn son is named Roxas. So, if that's <laughs> saying anything. So, we have number 14. We have Super Mario Brothers. There is nothing to say about Super Mario Brothers, even though my favorite is I Super mean, Mario Brothers 3, but hey. I mean, yeah, but what can you say about on the Mario list? that everyone doesn't already know? Yeah, no, yeah, Super Mario Brothers, yeah, there's nothing, nothing to say about it. We have, at 13, we have Halo <laughs> Combat Evolve. <laughs> I mean, this Halo. game yes. spawned so much outside of just itself. Yes. Yeah. Have any of y'all read the novels? I, like had I read the I read the first couple. The first one's what the Fall of Reach, right? Fall of Reach, yeah. Where like it's it's uh, Spartan John one one seven's backstory yeah. or whatever. Contact Harvest is really good too. It, it really puts a back, bigger backstory to the universe itself. Nice. We have a. Uh, I mean, you have anything else to elaborate? I liked Halo. I lo- I mean Halo, and it, th- this is the reason why I'm a Bungie fan. It's the reason why I play Destiny, because I like Bungie. I like what they've done with the shooter genre. I like how they've modernized it, how they've done interesting and innovative things with first-person shooters. It gave us red versus blue. Yeah, exactly. We have at 12, we have Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the greatest, best Castlevania. It is, in itself, a fantastic example of how any Metroidvania can really take the RPG elements and make them just, what's the word I was looking for? Making them integral. Oh God. Train of thought gone. I mean, to integral to how basically the game works to, to the, how the game mechanic is. Basically what I was getting at is it's one of those Castlevanias that really started bringing out the RPG aspect of a Metroidvania and how much you could actually do with that as well as how much you can actually change around anything from difficulty to different little techniques and everything else. And that really opened the gateway for a lot of different options. For instance, we then ended up getting eventually the MSX original title called La Mulana, which, as some people will know, was also eventually ported over to Steam. And uh, without it, you wouldn't have Castle, you wouldn't have Metroidvania without Castlevania Symphony of the Night. 
<laughs> I mean, you also wouldn't have it without Metroid. To yeah, be which fair, is which is on the list too. Um, so we have it. Eleven. We have Portal Two, and we're if you've never played this co-op, you've got to. It is Portal Two single player is amazing. Co-op is even fucking better. I played it co-op first. So did I. I um, have another confession. I've never played a Portal game. Do it. Yeah, yeah you, you need to play this one. It's it's definitely it's, something I mean, you should play. I mean, the only reason... I mean, I just... Uh, I don't know. I just... I don't play... I never played a lot of PC games, and I wasn't an Xbox guy. So I never played the orange box or anything like that. And I never you bought the, the orange, orange box, box for uh, I never the Xbox. Bu- I never bought it. I never bought it on the PS3 either. So I would yeah, I uh, promise you once you start playing it, you're going to like be pissed that the sun is up. You're like, I just want to finish the next puzzle. And you're only halfway through the game. I have watched speed runs. I've seen speed runs of them just just going through and beating the whole game in like under five minutes. It's pretty cool. So we, this this might be nitpicking, but I would totally swap this with the game in the num- in the number eight spot. Okay. So we're yeah. Here's here we go. The top ten. We got Super Mario sixty four. Garbage. <laughs> what? Okay. So yeah. Now that we're here, disagree. What? What, but, what is your problem with Super Mario sixty four? It is visual barf. That's why. Congratulations. It was, it was visual three. barf. What can we say about you know the first game or what what a launch title basically the birth the n64 and the birth of the 3d platformer uh the n64 in itself everything was block garbage so we can't really discredit that your favorite games what made you do what you want to do steve crash and spyro would not exist without super (sighs) mario 64 and keep in mind crash bandicoot came out crash bandicoot came out almost the exact same time as Super Mario 64. And it still looked like block garbage. What, Crash Bandicoot? No, Crash Bandicoot yeah, but it still looks great. like block garbage today, man. Yeah. Okay. Cra- Crash Bandicoot, I'm sorry, Crash Bandicoot looks like block garbage from, 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 uh, what was it, 1995? <laughs> That's the exact point I'm also making about Mario 64. Other than Final it looking Final like crap. As much as it was lauded earlier in the show, it looks like worse block garbage than Mario. Yeah, yeah, well, I agree. I mean, I, there's no lying about that. All those games look like crap. They visually, they have not held up. They do not hold up to time at all. I I I'll have to respectfully disagree. Uh, there was a theme, and everything went together when it was designed by Crash Band or when Crash Bandicoot was designed. Mario. Okay, yep, is, I'll agree to that. Mario is a cacophony of checkerboard patterns and a kid's play place from mcdonald's <laughs> i mean with the worst camera yes. controls okay that i'll agree with the camera controls were bullshit yeah if you're gonna play it i just play yeah. the, the the 3ds version because it's much better i will also say that i think that design choice was basically kept in mind because you were meant to go running around and exploring and trying new all things. And, I mean, fucking kids' playgrounds. What do you expect? They're running around, jumping, climbing all over so, uh, things, and all of it looks visually terrible anyway. <laughs> you you, you want to see the, the exact thing done right. Look at Spyro the Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
I don't know. I, I think it has a cultural significance, but I'm not. Thematically, a lot cleaner than Mario 64, I will but agree. But also uh, came out years later. Um. So, okay, Super Mario 64 was 1995. Crash Bandicoot was uh, less than a year later. With more Spyro. power. Yeah, with more power. Spyro. Well, they had, well, Naughty Dog cheated to make Crash Bandicoot. They they really kind of hacked the system. Naughty Dog is a um, big fan of hacking the system. They're really good at it, at pushing the, the console to its limit. Which is certainly awesome. The first Spyro came out three years later. Yeah. Are we going to talk about Gex, Enter the Gecko, or the Jersey Devil, or all the... Other. I mean, let's let's look at some <laughs> PlayStation launch titles. You had um, okay, uh, Inhurse. Shit, I actually just realized I can't remember any PlayStation launch titles, even Inhurse? though I just said that. Inhurse. Um, that's the only one I can remember. I'm looking them up at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, I'm actually gonna. We have uh, you have Battle Arena Toshinden, uh, ESPN Extreme Games, uh, Kai Leak, the DNA Imperative, NBA Jam. Oh, oh, how can I forget? Ridge Racer. Oh yeah, Ridge Racer. Yeah, that's a good one. Rain Man. Rain Man. Yeah. Did I just say Rain Man instead of Rain Man? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh god, I just thought of yeah, no. But yeah, Ridge Ridge Racer. Yeah, no. Uh, kind of yeah. looks blockier, tears more. Nintendo sixty four did better with Wave Race, and that was also a launch title. Hey, you can't forget Street Fighter, <laughs> the movie, the game. Yo, that was a national treasure. <laughs> I will one v one you IRL. Just like and by, and by national treasure, I really do mean it's freaking garbage. But I love the idea because it's so terrible, it's hilarious. Yep. Now, hold if on. you've played it, it's even more hilariously terrible. Hold on one second. I think I got some of my information wrong. Super Mario sixty four came out June. 23rd 1996 which is maybe three months before crash bandicoot okay all right so not not less well it was less than a year but it was a lot closer than i thought it would be and that is actually closer than i thought yeah yeah all right so let's let yeah let's move on about uh yeah. l- about steve's machine so den looks like butt chicks yeah uh, butt cheeks all those games don't look they never looked good do you remember a single playstation game that you're like oh my god this looks fantastic no i mean yes. back then maybe uh yeah, yeah i do yeah um what give me, give I mean, me a second it's all it was Final really cool to you as a kid you know because that was bleeding edge at the time and if you want to talk about games that i found on the playstation that were visually excellent legend of mana that's cheating uh, itself so, it's, it's all crash bandicoot 3 yeah but crash bandicoot 3 had those all those garbage uh racing mini games that might be true <laughs> but <laughs> that gave that that gave birth to the greatest racing game of all time crash team racing yeah crash team racing all right so let's move on we have number nine we have red dead redemption i haven't played it so i really can't tell you much on it yeah i don't i don't have really any strong opinions about this one um, as opposed to it's fantastic it's better in my opinion than any gta ever um i'm super excited for the second one that comes out yeah, I have. Yeah, I, have, I mean, I have nothing else to say about that. We have number eight, Half Life Two. More Half Life. Yeah. I need to finish playing it as soon as I get myself set back up. Uh, we have number seven. We have Tetris, basically the game that makes every person a gamer. Tetris is the classic. Yeah, it is the classic. Yeah, it is the goat, as they say. All the cool kids say. We have number six. We have Super Mario Brothers Three, my favorite Super Mario. That was a really good Super Mario. Yeah, it is. 
We have number five. It's also really fun as a randomizer. What, oh, what do you mean? Is there like a mod that randomizes everything? Oh, yeah. People made a randomizer for it, dude. That's Level cool. randomizer, enemy randomizer, item randomizer. Nice. That sounds interesting. Boss randomizer. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll link you in a little bit because that... It is fun as hell to watch because you look at it and you're like, this is what I remember. What the hell is this? <laughs> Man, okay, so this is... This is this is great because Jay's not here. Uh, because like these past maybe from Tetris down, I think are all his favorite games. And he would just be and gushing like crazy. Yeah, we wouldn't get out of here until like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's been running long. We've been recording as of right now three hours and eleven minutes. Yeah, I've it's been holding in a piece. Nice. So it's a very very long episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a long one it's a long one a lot of content here okay let's let's move on and and we'll do the top five and if anyone has anything of significance to say we will say it and then we're gonna get foe so do it so number five legend of zelda a link to the past my favorite as well as also an amazing game to have for a randomizer and don't you play that sometimes in your stream the random regularly yeah monday nights at 9 p.m est at glenn ah twitch.tv slash glenti good plug 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 plug. good good shameless plug i like it i like it good yeah shame what's that yeah it doesn't exist in content creation okay at number four we have super metroid a pretty good game metroid (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard of it i don't know what you're talking about Oh, that's a cool did you know. It says Super Mario or Super Metroid was released on a 24 megabit cartridge, making it the largest SNES game at it, at the time. Damn. Dang. It was developed by a core team of just 15 people. Oh, uh, can I can we reverse for like five seconds? What? Uh, back to Legend of Zelda Link to yeah. the Past. Full circle. The theme to Kakariko Village is inspired by Kiki's delivery service. Yes. Nice. This whole episode is just nothing but circling back to stuff we referenced earlier. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to say about Super Metroid. It's fantastic. It is fantastic. It's also a really fun randomizer, apparently. Um, Apparently, it sold poorly in Japan, but fared far better in the U.S. That's why everyone in the United States loves Metroid, but they don't really make it very often. Yeah, I've always known that. Like, Nintendo is, they don't make a lot of Metroid. They haven't made Metroid a lot because it doesn't sell well in Japan. It sells well in the United States, but it doesn't sell well in Japan. I think to believe the same thing for Star Fox. Sells well in the United States, does not sell well in Japan. So we have at number three, we have the OG Portal. The cake was a lie. Yeah, okay. Yep, I I remember that name. Good. At two, we have the Ocarina of Time, The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. A little high up for me. I agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's great though. It's super, super awesome. It's classic. Yeah, it's it's again another pivotal point in the Zelda series where, much like Final Fantasy VII, it brought Zelda to a completely three D world map. Mm-hmm. And it, it also had an excellent audio engine. Now that I think about it, where even on the overworld, mm-hmm. depending on where you were, it actually started to bring in different elements as well as play other things. Nice. Okay. And so wait, okay, question for you guys: Ocarina of Time, or Breath of the Wild. I mm. I still say Ocarina of Time, and then I say Link to the Past over Ocarina of Time. Uh, Breath of the Wild, just because. I mean, hell, I can get through Ocarina in like a day and a half, maybe. 
maybe a day, probably a day. And then like Breath of the Wild is just hours, hours of content. You can beat Breath of the Wild in probably five minutes or less if you make a beeline straight to the Ganon. Yeah, if I really want to get angry and like hate myself. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, the the thing about like that goes to another conversation about Legend of Zelda and that Breath of the Wild is going to be a whole new generation's Zelda. Like every every generation that you've ever talked to with gaming and stuff has their Zelda. Yeah, like 15 years from now, they'll be like, oh, man, you ever played Breath of the Wild? And I'm like, ah, it was culturally significant, but it really sucks compared to Zelda, the man of many faces. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is just a reboot of Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> so we have the Peace Day Resistance, the number one Super Mario world. My favorite of the Super Marios. Yeah. Like the only thing that I can see, I, I can count my, my favorite Super Marios on one hand because there's only three. We have... And they can change any given time, any given order. So we have, you know, Super Mario, Super Mario World. You have Super Mario 3, and you have Super Mario Odyssey. Those three right there. Those three games. Galaxy's in there, but, like, those are the top three that could change at any given moment, depending on how I feel. Yeah, I've never seen it. I mean, sorry, I've never played it. How? Yeah, exactly. I, how? I grew up with a PlayStation. I didn't have a Nintendo. Oh. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Okay. I had I had friends. I, forgot, I legit forgot that detail, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like my friends kicked me out after I started, like you know, telling them how better you, Crash yeah. was against Super Mario sixty four. No, it was way <laughs> before I had a had a PlayStation or anything. Yeah. We no. would just be playing like Nintendo, and they would be like, "Come on, man, it's a one player game," and I'd be like, "Uh, yeah, I'm gonna." Hmm, I'm going to keep playing this. <laughs> That's why you trade characters. Every time you die, you switch person. That's how you play. No, I, I, I straight up used my friends when I was younger. <laughs> I was like, you got a Nintendo? Let's be friends. <laughs> so that's why you're friends with Jay, because you know how he's a big Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, <laughs> he's got all the consoles. Yeah, he's got all the Nintendos. Like that, like so the the Switch I bought. This is the first time I've ever bought a Nintendo console that is still like young in its life cycle. You adopted early, and you adopted well because the Switch is a fantastic machine. Yeah, I'm a huge fan right now. It's great. It is. I there's no. I'm, I love it. I wish the Vita had been had seen as much love and success as the Switch had, because the Vita would still be a lovely and beautiful powerhouse. Yeah, it but it didn't it lose a lot of love due to some sort of like uh, the, some some sort of the, muds, mudslinging or slander or something. A lot of it had to do with basically the proprietary memory cards that you had to have buy through that was only Sony Sony only Magigate memory cards. Uh, so yeah. it was only first party Something memory like, cards. Yeah. You cannot use third party, and they were abs- there are they are still absurdly expensive. Like just it it, it it's yeah, it's ridiculous. And then Sony was like, "Oh my god, it's not selling well," so they just dropped it, dropped it like a big hot dunk. <laughs> Instead of learning from their mistakes, yeah. Yeah, they're, they. I think they learn from their Vita mistakes, and that's why they keep supporting PlayStation VR. But we are done through the list. I don't. Do you have anything well, else? Do you all want to have anything else to elaborate? Do you have something to say? It's a good list. Some of the rankings I don't agree with, but most of those games I do agree with. 
I only had that big to do, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Super Mario 64. That's about it. You're not the first person I have met that hates... Oh, well, you hate Mario 64. Uh, I have a friend named Aaron, which who completely and utterly hates Mario, period. No, I mean, like, Mario's Mario's cool. It's just Mario 64. <laughs> You think Crash should be? So Crash wasn't even 64, on the list. But you, you're not hating on Zelda, and no, I mean it's not like Zelda Ocarina of Time was amazing graphics here. No, but it went together. It didn't have crazy go nuts textures all over the place, or did it? It's a it's a Mario game with worlds inside pictures inside a castle. Yeah, but you didn't have to race a stupid penguin, okay? <laughs> Yo, first of all, that penguin was fucking awesome to race against. What's really second, cool is when you race against the Yetis in Odyssey. Second, that thing showed me that you could have a secret race path, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in. <laughs> Third, it actually taught me that I could also cheat in Mario Kart. <laughs> By falling off the map at a higher location to land on a lower location. Shout out to Rainbow Road on Mario Kart 64. That worked like what? Like 25% of the time? It worked more often than that when I tried it back then. It was like sex. Uh, It was really just a mix between angle and when you made the jump. Yeah. 60% of the time it works every time, right? Ron Burgundy? (laughs) (laughs) Not that level. Yeah. Okay. No one has anything else to, other than you are going to argue about Mario. <laughs> I, w- I would let you all argue. I would just say gloves off, have at it, boys. Let's do this thing. But it is a three-hour-long podcast, and it's going to take me days yeah, to edit this. It's super long. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's almost like a giant bomb episode. Have you ever listened to the giant bomb? Like they have giant bomb yeah. casts that are like three hours long. It's hopefully uh, there are the people out there that enjoy this content. Um, I believe if you have, well, we have our the game we're gonna announce, right, Cajun? You want to do that lovely and beautiful honor? We're playing minute, right? Yep, that is the game we're gonna be playing. And I don't what is know, it? it's called Minute. It is a roguelike inspired by Zelda, where every sixty seconds you die and you start all over. Yep. And okay, so I saw something online. They're making flip books, right? I don't like, know. I just saw it, and I saw this, and I saw that. Um, um, not, I just saw this like of, yesterday. There's a lot of people oh, that it's the buzz. See. Like a lot of people are like love this game. It's a really good, charming indie game. I think visually, it's it's all monochromatic. The drawings are really cool. It is ten dollars. I think on Steam, PSN, and Xbox. But there's a flipbook thing. I, I didn't know about that. But yes, we'll be playing Minute and. Um, Jay is going to be a slave to that. That's what we're going to play. Because I think Cage and I decided on that game. But next week, we're going to be getting together and we're going to be, I think, hopefully recording about Jay and uh, the PAX, PAX crew about PAX. That's what we're going to be coming. If he hasn't died gonna... from the PAX crud. Yeah, we're going to be doing a PAX East 2018 special next week. And then the following week, we'll be recording, we'll be talking about Minute, hopefully, if Jay gets around to playing it. <laughs> So that that is the game we're going to be playing. I hopefully can. I, I, I'm going to think about streaming it, but God of War is on the precipice. It's on the horizon, and I so want to play it. So so want to play it. 
Oh, dang. What are you saying? Oh, dang. About? Sorry. That, dang. Uh, I hit a mess up Every now and then I've got, every now and then I'll have my shoulder pop, like a deep pop. And it's just like, it's so much tension built up. And I didn't realize what there's like, oh, it feels so much better. <laughs> oh, God. My shoulder just blew a load all inside of my body. Genuinely, sometimes it does feel like that. I'll just be moving it and just like that snap, and it's like I can move my arm again. I didn't notice I was having issues with it. Such sweet relief. So yes, yeah. You can you can cut this whole part out, but <laughs> nope, nope. I do I, nope. I'm slightly lazy, and or I just let let the rawness be raw, you know. If, uh. <laughs> unless it's something ungodly, just and something really, really bad, or I don't know, just terrible noise or long pauses. That's about all I edit out. But I think the more realistic, the rawer, the better, you know. That that way, that, 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 that's that's the way I like to edit. One, I might be lazy. Two, I don't know. I'm probably lazy. <laughs> okay, so. Yes, the game we're going to be playing, um, I guess, two weeks from now that we'll be going to be recording about is going to be called Minute. And if you have, you can go check it out on Steam, PlayStation, and the Xbox. Mm-hmm. You can purchase it for, I believe, $10. M-I-N-I-T. M-I-N-I-T. Yep, M-I-N-I-T, yes. Uh, Min-it. Uh, th- the game looks great. It seems to be getting good buzz. Um, it's out now. Uh, if you, I believe the, I if so. you have questions or com- uh, comments or top anything you want to mention about it, I think you can go to podcast.wraithgames.com. I think that's the URL. I'm not exactly sure because it's the first time of me ho- hosting this. You all want to plug your shit and let's get the fuck out of here. All right. So who wants to go first? So, uh, um, I'm, I'm Steve. It's been a pleasure podcasting for all of you. Uh, uh, Steve Dorgan, I'm an art director at Wraith Games, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah. At Wireframe it. Rabbit on Twitter. Oh yeah, at Wireframe Rabbit on Twitter. So if you want to come fight me about uh, Super Mario 64, to, uh, I will not respond. <laughs> I'm a pacifist. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fight with fists or words. I'm Cajun. Fight! Ah, Sorry, fight me. My address is. (laughs) Oh my god, the throwback. Bring it, Steve. I will defend Super Mario. I will uh, Mario sixty four. If you want to know where Steve works at, you can just Google Wraith Games. (laughs) (laughs) I will be up there this summer. Bring it. You can fight him in real life. There we go. And we'll stream it on Twitch and let's see what happens. We might actually get some pretty good ratings on that. <laughs> it's probably a violation of Twitch's terms of service, but yeah. still probably better than bum fights. But you know, we'll just set it up like nerd fights. fights. <laughs> it just quickly becomes oh, a nerd fight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Cajun, go ahead. Anyways, all right. So I'm Cajun uh, at Cajun underscore Cody uh, on Twitter. Um, Cajun. Coder, I think, on Twitch. I thought I've been streaming a whole lot lately. I'm trying to get back into it. Uh, I, I say that every episode, I swear. Um, eventually, I will have my Desperate Gamer Society episode of me playing Minesweeper. It will happen. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. That's going to go down in the history of my friend Aaron always constantly saying, I'm going to play Echo the Dolphin. I fucking hate that game, but I will play it, and I will stream it. I will, and I will be angry, and I will be mad, and I will hate myself the whole entire time, but I will do it, and I will beat it. And I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. 
game sucks. <laughs> I'm all. I'm also the host of the interview podcast, and eventually one of these days, it will be coming back around being resurrected uh, under Race Games Control, so we actually get some really cool, well, I thought I have had, like, not cool developers. I mean, I thought some really amazing uh, game devs and artists on there, but the show's going to be even better when it does come back up from the ashes. Rising like a phoenix to be born again new. <laughs> yes. No. Sure. Glenn, sure, you got I it. Yeah. I, was re- I was waiting for a rhyme or something. No, no. Rising from rising like a phoenix, born again new. Uh, how about you have some rutabaga stew? Yeah, why don't you have some ham? What? Food? Yeah. Um, yeah. What All right, come on, Glenn. Hi, I'm Glentai. You can find me all over the internet when I'm not doing stuff as streaming Glentai stuff which is on twitch.tv slash where I play things like Link to the Past Randomizer and other things, as well as occasionally stream myself making music. You can also find me doing stuff on stuff for the NerdFit Network. You can find us at a bunch of conventions or just go to nerdfit.com and find out what we do there. If you don't want to see me talk about random stuff or be an idiot and you just want to hear the music I'm making, you can find me at any major online distributor you can think of. You want to talk about Google Music, iTunes, Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, your mom, whatever. You can find me on it. I could make the same joke again, but I'm not going to because it it died last episode. <laughs> Pornhub, RedTube, d- d- yeah, those things too. Yeah. Glenn, hey, one day, have... one day, I will just have a Chatterbait website where I just stream my music. That would be funny. That would be funny. That would be hilarious. Do you just have a TXT file that you read at the end of the show? And because that, I mean, like that. Was no, perfect. actually, that just, was perfect, man. He's I mean, stu- he plugs his stuff. Oh, so you. many times. Okay, and lastly... He spends 20 minutes a day sitting in front of a mirror practicing that, just so whatever he's on... <laughs> no, I'm just used to plugging saying. it so much. I am Glentai. You can find me here. He said, hot. He went into robo-mode. He was like, it's, hi. You have to... Glentai. No, no, you have to do the rhyme first. Yeah. And because my name's Glentai, you could just loop it in with, hi, I'm Glentai. And then all of a sudden, it's just like everything else... Some people will get it because they heard the rhyme and they're like, oh, I found a pattern. Other people are like, oh, that's clever. I see what you did there. Other people are like, all right, let's get this shit over with. <laughs> if you can see my hand, it is raised. It is raised. So, yeah, uh, what's up, guys and gals? And no, I, I, I'm just I'm trying to follow Glenn, but no. So, yeah, I've Sorry. been your host. No, it's cool. I'm just messing with you. So I've been your host. I'm Grant McClure. I'm Brigadoon564 on Twitter. I'm also on Brigadoon564 on Twitch, so you can check me out on Twitch Monday, or Friday, Saturday, and usually Sunday when I'm not doing this, or doing working, or doing something else during the day, from 9pm Eastern Standard Time till whenever I feel like it, or when I'm very tired, which is usually around 1am to 2am to sometimes 4am, depending on how I feel. On twitch.tv slash Brigadoon564. I'm also the founder, host of Game Over Game On. You can check out Game Over Game On on YouTube under The Go-Go Show. It's also a Twitter. It is on hiatus. It is, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Hopefully it'll come back around. If not, that really sucks, and it's a good fun time of about two and a half years to three years of my life that I really enjoyed, and I got to meet lots of fun and cool people like Natalie and Steve, and Jay, and all these other cool people. that They're mainly just Wraith games that I got to meet, because they're cool. 
Hey. And but I also got to make some really cool content like the um have you ever played uh, Mario Kart the drinking game? That's fun. Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. That's oh, what I did. Lord, I did that. that. Sounds like liver poisoning. I did that and I streamed it. Jake and I did. My uh, my good buddy Jake. We did that. He was one of the co-hosts of GoGo. Um other than that, like I said, Twitter, Twitch, I'm Brigadoon 564. I'm also on this thing. And uh yeah, hope you enjoyed this long not my part, but just this whole episode. Hopefully you found it entertaining or at least informative. Or if you have any questions, topics, if you want to state like how you would rank it, I'm sure you can go to podcast.wraithgames.com. I think that is the URL. If not... You have an opinion, right? Of course you do. You're on the internet. Yeah. Everyone has an opinion on the internet. Join yeah. us over there. Yeah, yeah. Just flood Jay's inbox. Or just hit him up on Twitter. I believe tw- uh, just check out Wraith Games on Twitter if you are yep. confused. Or you can hit me up. Go fight Steve Dorgan <laughs> in the parking lot of a Denny's. That's cool. About Mario ha, Kart just 60. Joke's on you. There is no Denny's in Cincinnati. <laughs> is there a Waffle House? Go yes. Yeah, but you don't want to eat there. <laughs> Go oh, fight him in front is. of that uh, lovely um, bakery that's really awesome. Just go fight find him in him front, in front of, of a skyline chili and throw down. Yeah, do do whatever you want. So yeah, hopefully you enjoyed everything you've listened, and uh, so maybe maybe you didn't like me hosting, and then you can just say, "Hey Jay, that Grant, he sucks." I don't care. <laughs> whatever. I would give you an A plus out of ten. I I think we had fun. I think everyone had fun, and and three hours kind of passed mm-hmm. super quickly, which was surprising. So. Yeah, I thought it was generally like two hours. Well, I have the time as of is three hours and 35 minutes, and I think we didn't start till about around the 20 mark, so we're close to about three hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. So everyone had a fun time. It went by quick. Everyone enjoyed Mm -hmm. it. I think we had a great conversation, and we don't have anything at the end to do. So, uh, yeah, check out Minute, buy it, download it, Tell us what you think about it in our next episode. Uh, tune in. I, I don't know. I don't know how to close this other than, you know, hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Two Devs and a Dude podcast. Wait, 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 wait. So long, farewell, have you ever seen I do? Let's do that. Come on, guys. Adieu. Excuse me, son, but Nani, the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, Cajun, Cajun, you don't have that kind of pull. I'm sorry. Come on, everybody. Let's see. Come on, everybody, let's sing a song that has to do about Austrians escaping Nazi-occupied Austria as we run. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's totally the aesthetic Jay wants to show. I'm just telling shooting Nazis. No, I'm not I saying, mean, true. I'm not saying right. anything derogatory or pejorative or anything like that. I'm just saying that, hey, I was telling you the plot of The Sound of Music. All right. I, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Everybody go watch Degrassi or something. <laughs> I don't know. As we awkwardly All right. close Since it. Since everyone else has taken their attempt at doing it, thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been awesome. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Like I said, if you have any sort of opinion because you're on the internet and we know that you also have opinions because you are on the internet, feel free to join us or hit up our Twitter account at Wraith Games. Because we really just want Jay to have more work at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And let's use that one. Hopefully, we'll hear you next time. See you around. Yeah. See you guys. No one else is going to say bye. Okay. All right. Dog in a wheelchair. Oh, I thought that was a great oh and we got to the finally. Go let it go. 
Hold on. I just remembered the most important part. I finally got to prove to you all that dog in a wheelchair legitimately existed. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, Glenn, uh, highlight of the episode. GG. Yeah, I've, I've so watched. Discovery I'm putting Channel. myself in charge of making the thumbnail for this episode. I'm going to do dog in a wheelchair next to uh, French no. made Deathclaw. Fuck okay, that yes, that is the best. <laughs> I, I, yes, I don't know. That is Hi. yes. Hi, I'm Glintine. I don't know how to end this sentence. So, uh, um, uh, dog in a wheelchair. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> Please, for dog in a wheelchair next to the broy-eyed Deathclaw. Please, that, that's what it has to be. Hundred percent behind this plan. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>